Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, August 31st, 2022. Today on the Ether, Cosmos Spaces, Cosmonaut Boot Camp, hosted by Tendermint Timmy. Let's take a listen. I think about whatever's been interesting to people lately, any cool projects. Why are you always kicking me out of your spaces? That's interesting. I've never kicked you out of a space. You never bring me up, though. I, I have denied your request a few times, but tonight... How you doing, Jimmy? Oh my gosh, we have Timmy and Jimmy. Timmy, Jimmy, and Jacob. Whenever, whenever I see you, Tenderman Timmy, I think of Timmy. Did you say from yeah. the South Park? Yeah, Timmy. <laughs> Who? Someone else makes that joke pretty often. I, I can't like, help it. Actually, I think it might be the other Jacob. I think Jacob Gattakin. Sometimes when I he pops into a space, mirror something. Timmy. Timmy. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk a little bit about uh, you know, Babylon finance. They're shutting down. Babylon finance. Yeah, they're shutting down. They raised uh, about five million. Are they? Huh? Are they an Ethereum thing? Well, there are no major DeFi projects on Cosmos except for Osmosis. So yes. Well, yeah, but it could be on any number of other networks. <laughs> I don't need to SAS, Jimmy. Yeah. So uh Interesting. Yeah, look at that. Financial finance is shutting yeah. down the withdrawal. Yeah, they raised a lot of money. They uh they raise it through an NFT sale, which is unique. Uh, they had a pretty good team, but then uh, one of their uh, their pools was hacked from the other side, from um, the other uh, from this thing called Rory that was hacked. So one of their major liquidity pools was hacked. But again, there was the trading pair from the other side. So the pair itself, that that token, that project token, was hacked from the pool of that side. Gotcha. And um, so impermanent loss token. Yeah, then then ETH was trading at a discount from that side, which caused the other token to lose value. Yeah, snowball. Um, yeah. Um it was interesting because they had a leveraged ETH. Um and uh you know it was a pretty pretty okay team, pretty good team. I've always admired teams that are able to bootstrap. They didn't really get any VC funding. It was just uh, their NFT sale. So they keep marketing. Um, so wait, wait. you're getting a yeah. lot of feedback, by the way, um, when I speak. Yeah, I know. 
So is it just that they had too much liquidity in the pairing with the the token that got hacked so that impermanent loss just kind of set off a snowball effect? Is that yeah. the yeah, yeah. You know, I have a question uh, on how the APY works in LP pools. So, like, does it work on the? Are you getting paid interest on the total dollar value that you have staked, or is it the total quantity of the token that you have? Wait, what was the second part of that sentence? You kind of broke up the total or, dollar value you have staked, or the what? Or the quantity. So, like, if you have a million tokens and you're getting twenty percent, are you getting twenty percent on the million tokens, or are you getting twenty percent on ten dollars if the million tokens is worth ten dollars? It would be just. It would be the same. You know, if I have ten bananas, I'll use the gains and uh, mayor example that they love. If I had ten bananas, and let's say their total dollar value is twenty, and I was going to earn. 10% on that, um, 10% of 20 is $2, and each banana is also worth $2. 10% of 10 bananas is one banana, one banana, $2. So the math actually works out the same. I guess unless you consider the fact that you only have half of each token in the pool, in which case it's kind of better to think about it as dollar value. So, so like for that, moment in time if every single statistic about the pool stayed the same as it was uh on the block that you're looking at the apy for you would get that apy after a year's time but since it changes daily obviously you just get that apy divided by 365 for osmosis for example when you get it once a day got it next question um and the reason I'm asking this, like I've asked it before and I've heard the answers, but I think you have a great way of explaining it, the banana analogy and all. Um, <laughs> US, pairing with USD, is that like a hedging strategy or like a revenue neutral strategy? So pairing, pairing with like USD on AMMs is interesting, like liquidity pairing. I think for some people, it's definitely a hedge where basically they're using the impermanent loss um, to their advantage. They're thinking like, okay, I think there's more of a chance that the non-stable token is going to go down as opposed to up. Um, not totally sure about that, so I don't just want to sell my position. I also like the project. I'd like to accumulate more. So if I pair with USD, I'm at least like I think the math works out to like your 50% um, protected against the losses. So if you know you're down 20%, you're in a 50 50 liquidity pool, you only lose 10% of like your USD value. So that's one reason people would use it. Another is because sometimes projects have a strategy that involves around having deep liquidity on a USD pairing. And so they'll beef up rewards or something for it. So sometimes people do the math out and be like, I think the safest bet is actually claiming the high rewards on this as opposed to holding or so different reasons I'd say, but yeah. And the risk is that, so the same way that you might lose level goes down, you also don't see as much upside if it goes up. 
Bingo. So aside from the APY, let's pretend you were liquidity pooling without rewards. Yeah, if the liquid token or the non-stable token goes up 20%, your USD value would go up 10%. I'm pretty sure that's that's how it works out. Yeah, And that's because the pools need to be equal. So so if it goes up, they have to... because, he, because there's the stable coin is always staying at the same price. So, and the pools need to stay at equal value. So they're going to have to be selling one side to maintain the. This is where I get, get confused. I, I don't Yeah. Understand. So, okay. So let's, so let's think about it step by step. Cause actually, I could use a refresher on this too, just like how kind of AMMs work. Uh, I think uh, Mr. Tenderman has no idea what he's talking about. Be honest. <laughs> well, so a the point of an AMM, right, is that there is always equal dollar amount liquidity on either side of the pool. So if there's a lot of selling of the liquid token, uh, sorry, non-stable token happening, that, that means it's going into USD which is leaving the pool because people are fleeing into USD. So it's no longer liquidity. So therefore, the amount of USD in the pool down as we'll take from it. But the amount of the other coin that's being traded into it is going up to compensate. And they're kind of each doing this uh, reflective of each other, right? So for every... Even as the price of the volatile token changes, it still roughly works out to like for every dollar left from the pool, about a dollar's worth of the non-stable token comes into it. So that's why you have something that like, I think Luna is a really good example, actually, or any kind of like rug pull, really, um, that goes to zero to think about this. So let's say you had $10,000 or, you know, $100,000 liquidity in a Luna US DC pool, whatever. And suddenly there is massive, massive, massive amounts of Luna coming in um, for whatever reason. And people are just trying to get that USD. So it gets to a point where, you know, there's millions more Luna needed to equal the ever shrinking USD value of the pool for each side to be 50 50. I don't know if that was the best way of explaining it, but just. That I mean, when you buy sides anyway, and when you sell it, you both sides equally. Well, what do you mean? There's nothing complicated about what I just said. Well, I kind of didn't actually hear you. Did you say you eat yeah, both sides? So when you buy it, you need both of the trading pair sides, right? And when you sell it, it's the same. You have to understand there's a difference between selling the LP and the actual underlying assets. Right. We're just, I think, I think I was just talking about swapping as a way to illustrate the way pools function, not, not talking about providing liquidity and, and LP tokens. Right. Well, don't confuse the DEX versus the AMM. They're, they're different in that way. Well, Do you think don't confuse a DEX and an AMM? Yeah, because an AMM is just a type of deck. Uh, you as an AMM, you can use someone else's decks. 
for to share liquidity. I feel like I'm really? stuck in the middle of a couple arguing. Yeah, no, I think that just gets into semantics a little bit. But like, I get what you're saying, Jimmy. I mean, that's kind of how. No, and I think you're wrong, and you again don't know what you're talking about. Again, Jimmy. Jimmy versus Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy the otter um, knows everything, though. Right? Yeah. Oh, he's an otter. I was staring at his PP. I'm like, what is that? Oh. Now I see it's an otter. Okay, I have a real question. This is the real. Okay, what was in the Talik Buterin's pants? <laughs> I so think I'm, it was I'm, a banana. I'm, I think it was one of Mayor Ed or Gaines' bananas, to be honest. Yeah, I thought, I thought maybe it was like his iPhone. It's just, you think it was actually a banana? <laughs> All I know is I saw, saw one picture of someone busting out some actual like uh, trigonometry to do some measurements. <laughs> And I, I died. <laughs> what, what, what did it come out to? <laughs> uh, I think like 7.26 or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, comments, the comments thread had me laughing for like an hour straight. It was so fun. There are a lot of funny people on Twitter. What's funny is I think that photo overshadowed, and maybe this video is just older. Maybe I got around to seeing it late, but I thought there was going to be more fuss over the. Uh, little on-stage rap that he did with some people. Did you see that? Oh, that was a long time ago. You only okay. just saw it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like, these, these are the founders or the team behind Ethereum. And the, I was like, this is not real, but it's very real. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, for anyone who hasn't seen it, you have to see it. Um, it's like... It's like the engineers of Ethereum breakdancing on stage. <laughs> if you want to like picture what that looks like. Yeah, like coders don't like break older. I was hoping it was older. <laughs> you know, it was really, yeah, I think it's got to be like three plus years old or something. Yeah. Uh, Real quick, shout out to everyone out there. Um, if you want to come up and chat, open mic tonight. Going to talk about whatever, um, whatever's interesting you guys, anything you have questions on. Jacob already had a, a pretty good one here. People will chat. People will chat, yes. Japper, how you doing, man? People will chat. It's they a dream, man. How are y'all doing? And you guys got to talk about it correctly. You guys yeah. are. But you're thinking that, Tim, you're just wrong, man. You're just wrong. I mean, it it sounds like you just don't know what you're talking about. And I'm totally joking. Yeah, well, he's silly. Oh, it's silly. Well, I think sometimes you got to call out something that is wrong. And he he was wrong. And he needs to be called out for being wrong. Okay, so here's the thing about about being right or wrong. There's a million ways that this works in this space. So you ever use a you ever use something like Gate.io? Yep. Gate.io does it completely different than anybody else. Wait, wait, hold on. Gate.io. Yeah. Gate.io. Gate. The, the central exchange gate. Yeah, G-A-T-E dot I-O. They do it completely different than KuCoin. So you also have the central exchanges. They all do it their different way. 
AMMs and I don't want to use the term traditional DEXs, but other DEXs, they all have their own little nuanced methodologies. So it's not that it's not that what Timmy was saying is wrong. It doesn't apply to every example. And I'm not an expert, but I, I do know what I personally used. And, you know, I would say that no two um, products that I've used are the same. Um, I would also say that, you know, the whole idea of why match it against um, a, you know, a U.S. stablecoin of some sort, um, those centralized exchanges, when they start pushing new projects, especially some of the ones like Gate that puts any new project out there, um, they put it up against, um, you know, give insane APYs just to get liquidity behind the coin and they don't care. Because yep. it, it, you know, it's just, and they give it away in their gate token. Their their rewards are in the gate token, so they're just splashing that stuff around, giving it away. But the point is, everybody does it different. So it's not you know a matter of right or wrong. It's just you know, if you said that an AMM did it a certain way and that was wrong, that'd be different. But in general, there's a million different ways people are trying to skin this LP cat. Point. The way that centralized exchange do it is more like promotions like they like they'll like i've seen tokens that don't even that have no staking anywhere and they're just like they'll say hey hey token um give us like fifty thousand dollars worth of your token we'll promote you yeah exactly exactly but but amm is a little different because it's decentralized so it needs to be algorithmically um yeah, because the modulated. Yeah, but like this, you know, it was an algorithmically tied to USD. Yeah, Uniswap like, and Osmosis are completely different. Yeah, so I guess, I guess I appreciate the defense a lot, Japper. But I actually thought, Jimmy, I thought you were doing a bit because you never actually told me what I was wrong on. I was speaking to general. Like what defines an AMM, like what gives it that title out of the many types of DEXs out there is that the liquidity pools are automated to always be 50-50 USD value on each side. And that was kind of the crux of what I was getting at. And I don't think that's wrong. That is what the well, definition of an AMM is. That the most important token most of those AMMs is not the USD pairing. It's the, the non-USD pairings. That's yeah. the main reason why liquidity exists. Uh, but so, so where was I wrong, though? Um, well, you're wrong because uh, you, you failed to mention that. That's why. Oh, gotcha. Because gotcha. your name begins with a T and not a J. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're wrong by admission. <laughs> it's, like, it's just like it's lying if you admit, admit no, something. I, I'd be happy to talk about because I was speaking with the the people, uh, some of the people that work on JunoSwap and RAW recently, and we got into this kind of interesting discussion of like how tokens, how, sec- how secondary tokens, something like RAW, for example, how these things prices correlate when A, or not correlate, how they kind of move when A, their main liquidity is found on an AMM. And B, when their main pairing on that AMM is not against stablecoin. And so it seems kind of obvious at face value. If the majority say against Juno, then it's going to follow the Juno price like more closely. But 
I don't know. It's a very, there's like, I don't have anything specific on it, but it's an interesting topic to dive into. Well, really, when you go through that topic, it's an issue of insurance, actually, and risk, because you have to basically cover those things against flash loans. And so the incentives that exist must exist to um, have a reserve for the liquidity to be withdrawn, but at the same time uh, to cover uh, flash loan attacks. So that's why there's lockup periods um, or early withdrawal fees. Um, and I think in the case of Junoswap, uh, you know, the reason why they're able to, to stave off those flash loan attacks is because they have relatively high early withdrawal fees. Relatively high or what? He said early withdrawal fees. Oh. Hmm. Well, what's that mean? I mean, a periods anyways? Um, the, there's a difference between lockups and withdrawal fees. I mean, there's an obvious difference. One is you can tell the difference. One is you can't touch it. Another one is you can touch it, but you will get a discount. And so basically, if you look at a graph of how these things work, they're like bonds. They have consistent cash flow from the a, uh, uh, APRs. Uh, and after you withdraw, there's a discount that is um, depending on the fee that you're 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 losing essentially in the value of the token once you withdraw. Um, hmm. I've never so seen it. Kind of well, this you know the reason why you've never seen it to me is because you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> I love you're that. Wrong. I'm just going to use that now when someone says, "No, you're a towel." <laughs> so, so wait, Jimmy. So you're telling me right now, if I go look at the USD value of one of my liquidity pools on Juno, and then I pull it out at some point in that unbonding process, whether it's immediately or right after, but do a fee to the exchange. It depends if you've locked it up and then you unlock it. But if you um, put it in and you just withdraw immediately to protect against flash loan attacks. There is that fee if it's uh, always unlocked. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously you also lose through the uh, impermanent loss, slippage Sorry. fees and things like this. And um, those secondary tokens always lack enough liquidity to cover against slippage usually. Uh, and um, you know, the truth is that most DEXs are economically unviable. Um, they're, the fees associated with it make it hard to, to trade, which is kind of the point of a DEX. Um, they are basically holding vehicles of liquidity with very large fees. But the people who use them, they use them because they're not, they're not centralized. And they don't need KYC. So that's really the only advantage of it, to be honest. Well, I also can't can't go to a central exchange and lend liquidity as a little guy and get a reward on it. There's another reason. Well, that's not true. You can uh, you can put liquidity into Binance and you'll get, you know, through the earn uh, through earning. You, essentially, that's what it is, because you you give them liquidity and then um, it's locked up. And they loan it out. And uh, the only issue with that is Binance always uh, has more token obligations than they do liquidity. Essentially debt. 
So if you try and redeem your urn, um, which is like what they owe you with the interest, when a market is volatile, they may not have enough tokens on hand to give it to you. So it'll just be, it's, you know, it's very common that yeah. uh, they just won't give it back in time for you to sell so it. I, I hate uh-huh. to break it to you, Jimmy, but that's kind of how the whole world works, unfortunately. Our world runs on debt. Well, I get it, Jimmy. You're wrong. The world Timmy, doesn't work like Timmy, that. Timmy, no, no, Timmy. Most, everything you just said would be applicable to most banks. A lot of um, big, like, you know, what happened with Evergrande recently. But I'm telling you right now, Timmy, you're Timmy. wrong. Timmy. Timmy. All right, Jimmy, I'm, I'm going to take you down now because you're not being constructed tonight, but you could try again next week. He was kind of confusing. It was like his words yeah. sounded intelligent, but they were, they were like. Also, I would just like start talking about one thing and you would jump to the other. <laughs> that's a that's a really good strain he must have had tonight. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> he's on some really good stuff. I, I don't know what his deal is because I do think he's pretty smart, um, but doesn't choose to use it or something. I don't know. <laughs> At times, but um, yeah, no, that's like that is that is how our world runs. Unfortunately, if you can go, if everyone tried to go take their money out of a bank right now, same thing, they would not be able to meet those obligations. If everyone wanted to live in the houses that they paid Evergrande for, they would not be able to do that because they never built them. They used it buying more land to sell more future houses. And yeah, our world just kind of runs on debt. It sucks. And so he was right about like Binance and working that way in most big central exchanges. But I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. And it's one reason I think we all love decentralized systems, because even though some. Well, at their core, you, you sort of can't have debt in it, like like you can't have like a loan on something like Anchor or Kava and have like a debt that you have to repay. But your collateral is there, locked in. That's why you haven't been liquidated yet. And so it's actually kind of an interesting point he brought up, where debt is this thing that's like ever present um, and to the point where it's very abstracted in the real world, which helps people get away with shady shit. And it's kind of like not a thing on a blockchain because blockchains are deterministic. I was trying to think of it. And can't verify a block that says you know like let's say it's a protocol checking that it has enough liquidity and it goes well this guy owes us this much and so like i'm sure he's good for that so we'll put it on our books a blockchain is not able to believe that and trust that if it doesn't see the liquidity if the numbers don't add up and compute right things don't work and so like i don't know yeah jacob and and japper any thoughts on that like it's funny that's that's the point he brought up because it is one of the reasons i love blockchain based systems you know, at the end of the day, everybody's money. They're trying to find innovative ways. Some people are trying to do it in ways that are more fair than others. Some are trying to do it in more innovative ways. Some people are trying to do it in more safe, secure ways. It's just, it, again, there's a million different ways people are skinning the cat. There's um, a lot of it is imitating legacy models. Which is, you know, that's part of any innovation is the imitation period using different tools to do the same thing. But I think we're starting to break out of that a, a, a good bit. Um, I don't know. 
You're, you're lucky there are no cat peepees in the audience. They, they might take offense to that analogy. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I'm half, you know, don't mess with cats, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is something, it is a, uh, where are the Manekis? Yeah, it's a phrase I use too much because, you know, every time I say it, I wonder who's the person that figured out that there's more than one way? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, um, it's really funny Google uh, conferences because they typically do have some type of really interesting historical reference. But I, I don't know. Where does I don't know if I want the story behind one. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Like, come on. That's not even like. That doesn't even make sense. Actually, actually, I might have to look that up because why a cat? I'm sure you could say that about any animal. It doesn't right, mean it's like a good beginning job, but you could. <laughs> raccoons. I could get people wear raccoon hats. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Careful, careful. We got racks in the audience. Oh, yeah. Careful, Oops. careful. How's it going, Mayor? Hello. Hello, uh, Timmy and uh, Jacob. Timmy. Jabber Jam. Uh, nice to meet you guys. Um, nice to meet you, sir. Is this like <laughs> an open, open conversation? Any topics? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. We were talking about what was in Vitalik's pants earlier. Uh, water bottle. Did you, hear, did you hear my answer, Mayor? No, no. I said I think maybe Mayor Gaines might have lost one of their bananas. Oh, pants. I. That's right. That's right. When I came into the room, and I heard you mention something about bananas. Right? <laughs> so, but um, I see our favorite otter did not last that long. I was kind of, you know, wanting to, since we're all just hanging out here, get a little philosophical and, um, <clears throat> you know, just ask you guys, like, what what is um, what what's all the trading all these tokens like? What's 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 the goal? Just flip flopping trading these tokens around kind of like uh like baseball cards you know like what's the goal get all all Hold the on. Tokens. Lamborghini, before, before man. We go there yes. before we go there raccoons hate bananas <laughs> raccoons <laughs> hate bananas all right my bad my bad i've i've transgressed yeah that's that yeah raccoons just they'll eat anything but bananas that's i think that might See, be that's surprising cuz i've seen one eat a diaper Wait a second. <laughs> did that did that response just drop right back down? <laughs> he just needed to add that. Oh my Was it goodness. a dirty diaper? Oh my no, goodness. but I mean, Mayor, I think honestly, it's partly like what Japper said a moment ago, where everyone's just trying to make money um, to an extent. I think, like specific to your questions, what's the point of trading all these tokens? It's it's to make money. Like, yeah. Like, uh, oh, okay. Okay. Now, wait a second. Now, now we're good. That, that's, that leads me to another question. You know, <clears throat> since, since the dawn of time, apes have needed a few things. They need shelter, food, and a way to, to trade. And I think that's what you mean by money, right? A, a way to transfer value, a way to store value, a way to, um, something that's accepted it's it's like when when yeah. apes started to learn how to do that that's when you know we were able to build stuff and you know we were able to um impress other apes and um build 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 houses and so 
that the goal is to to get more of that is what you're saying the goal of trading mm-hmm. certainly is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and um so i and i also think you know what a lot of i and i'm not sure about this and we can take a you know take a survey it's like a, a lot of people feel that the money that 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 a lot of people are using right now is leaky it doesn't hold its value very well like uh, a lot of the paper money that isn't backed by anything is, is um losing its value like ten dollars what ten dollars bought in 1985 doesn't is not going to buy the same what 10 us dollars can buy or 10 yen or 10 whatever currency you're trading in is going to buy in 2025 you know because you know? i just i just bought like a large sub and it cost me like 15 us dollars yep so i so i think we've we figured out like we're looking for a better form of money would could you say that some people would say sound money or ultrasound money ultrasound money just sounds like something something too futuristic for old timmy here but sound money i can get behind okay now see that's the great debate between these um what would how would i call them um between the um let's say the crypto folks um there's the debate between sound money and the ultrasound money which is the uh the smart money the the smart contract people the the ethereum people they believe in ultrasound money and then you have other group the orange pill people who 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 believe in just the sound money that is really slow but it just does what it's supposed to do which is keep its value am am i tracking here are we all tracking yeah is i actually haven't heard the the term like ultrasound too much in reference to ethereum is that a common thing or are you just kind of riffing nope nope that is a thing that the that the um it's kind of a it's a spoof on the 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 orange pill people right okay yeah, the orange pill, orange people say the the coin, the 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 whatever that special coin is that Satoshi invented, um, is sound money, and then the the ETH bros are like, well, we have ultrasound money because we're going to go deflationary. I think. You don't um, like okay, Bitcoin? I have that. Yep, yep. Jacob, you want to say something? Well, he he said whatever Satoshi made almost like. You shall not be named. Are you against Bitcoin, Mr. Mayor? Absolutely not. Not. Okay. No. I am okay. I am trying to figure out what is the best for store to store your value in, you know. And now so, I mean in my like, I actually I definitely don't agree with the Ethereum ultrasound philosophy. And as far as pure tokenomics for a long-term model, I actually think something like Monero is better than Bitcoin. I okay. don't think well, it makes sense to cap the total amount of coins for an ever-growing population. Yeah, because then you're, you're, you're talking about um, scarcity and it's going to keep the more people... Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know, like Monero emissions will... Uh, you know, similar to the Bitcoin halvenings, Monero emissions will continue to decline over time. I'm pretty sure exponentially, but they will never go to zero. There will yeah. always be some new trickle of Monero coming in, even if that's, you know, at some point like 0.1 a year. Um, 
And I actually think that might be a better model than Bitcoin, but I am certainly yeah. not a financial analyst or a mathematician. Who asked me the question about Bitcoin? Was it Jacob or? Yeah. Yep. Jacob. Well, here's my thing, Jacob, with Bitcoin. Since I'm an ape, I purchased Bitcoin at 68000 US dollars per coin. So um, I, and then all of a sudden the value of the orange thing started going down, 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 down. And so I think that's called volatility. I'm not sure. But um, that's the problem I have with um, the Bitcoin thing. It's like up and down. And, and you know, I got in at the, the 68,000K mark. Um, I think it was last year sometime. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, then there's like all these other tokens. There's now a thousand other tokens have to choose from to try to store some of these U.S. dollars that these dollars are leaking like they're leaking like crazy because there's a giant money printer somewhere on the east coast of the united states i i have yet to find out where they're keeping it um <clears throat> but I, there's a lot of very wealthy people over there so where do i go next do i go to ethereum and then there's like all the ethereum clones and then like finally i found a bunch of ape friends that um started talking to me about um these crazy coins in this cosmos cosmos ecosystem um, you know they're, they're doing pretty well it's like these coins just multiply you just you put them with these these validators guy and, and they just keep spitting more coins back out at you so it's 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 fascinating i'm just fascinated by the whole thing i love the way you talk in this kind of like ire, iron ironic like melodramatic I, I was I just going to say, it's almost like, kind of like Pupmos, it's like ape, ape talk, like his pup. <laughs> it is, this is ape speak. Because yeah, ape speak light. This, as you it's all like know. Diet, diet ape speak. I bought Bitcoin at 68K, and then there's like this money printer somewhere. I'm trying <laughs> to find out where. <laughs> Are you trying to launch a uh, gorilla assault on the money printer, man? I, I'm trying to store up enough bananas to impress a female ape. I think that is the goal of life is just to keep your DNA, I, keep your DNA going. Like, I was going to mention earlier, you said there's three an ape needs or four yeah, I was thinking, food, water, so shelter, and, and store value. And I was thinking, but there's something inside. I don't know what it is inside these apes. Uh, like they all, they, all, they fight, fight over all this stuff. And I think it's like, they want to their DNA to keep going on and on and no, on. No, I know what it is. <laughs> You're the answer for all you want is in Vitalik's pants. <laughs> what? I couldn't in what? <laughs> oh no. He has your well, of course that's what he wants. It's a banana. Yes. I, I, I did not hear what he said. Could you please repeat? Um the the uh, what uh, all of what you are looking for is this whole time it's been in Vitalik's pants. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I am not looking for anything. I, 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 I do not need to impress anyone. All, all I'm, all I'm looking for is a place to convert these leaky U.S. dollars into something that's not going to go up and down like fifty percent in six months. You know, mm. up or down, down. I mean, up is good. We like green candles are good, but for some reason, I haven't seen green candles in a long time. But, um, you know what I want to 
You know what I want as an investment? You know, I would want to park my leaky U.S. dollars. Mm -hmm. Is there an instrument that tracks inflation that I can invest in? Because that seems like a shoe in. (laughs) Like, I'm serious. Is there some kind of like weird ETF for, I don't know. I think they're called tips. Tips. I'm not not real big on all that bonds stuff. You know, like that's where Jimmy comes in, you know, because he knows all that financial stuff otters are smart apes are dumb but like i said um all those smart guys on wall street and all that like they have all that crazy you know invest here you know and you just got to keep throwing your money out it seems like a big i think the technical word is ponzi like you have to keep throwing money in you know so anyways actually i think it's just the key to life is just to enjoy life and and just you know don't not too much don't go on the extremes i think you know don't what they say like ape in don't ape in don't like throw it all in all at the same time you know all your tokens like you know when um when juno is at 40 dollars, don't buy it all at all that all at 40 dollars. that's that's not the way to do it yeah i agree it's much better to do what timmy used to do and just put it all into bitmax and lose it in an hour it's a much better choice. And, and financial also advice. Says, financial, <laughs> yeah. G- given by Timmy and, and, and the ape that buys Bitcoin at 68K. Mayor, <laughs> just in my head, the narrative I'm spinning, I'm, I'm imagining that was your first Bitcoin buy ever. <laughs> and I'm going to stick with it. You can't say anything to change my mind. <laughs> so and he says nothing. Yeah. I guess I kind of have a question for anyone in the audience who wants to come up, but any of you guys up here as well. I've been like ridiculously busy lately where I have not really been able to keep up with a lot of the cool stuff going on in the cosmos. So what are some things either that have recently kind of come out that you guys have played with or done something with that are cool or things you're looking forward to? Uh, cool announcements, updates, anything like that. Like what's uh, what's got you guys kind of buzzing in the cosmos right now? Jacob, you're you're on the spot. You have the unmuted mic. Oh my mic. gosh! Do you like it? Yeah. There's a lot of pressure. Um, well, <laughs> I mean, it's interesting. I'm enjoying a whole like Kajira thing, but at the same time, I'm trying to like like justify the cost of money by being there. So, like, it's it's an interesting protocol in the sense that they're not paying like rewards through inflation, but they're paying rewards through actual revenue. revenue generated yeah which is totally pretty you know and talk about anti-ponzi like this is real real stuff right here but then the question is so like okay maybe maybe i'll get airdrops on the protocols that are launching there and that's why i should stake but if not why am i staking why because that percentage feels low compared to other things is that what you mean well, we're getting nothing basically. So it's like, it's like, if I could be getting well, you know, eighty percent here, why am I getting zero percent there? Well, it's like four percent right now, right? Um, I guess, but it, it feels like zero when you're talking about. So here's like that's a good question. So I guess I maybe take this for granted. 
Like, this is just how I've thought about it since the beginning, and I, I don't know if, like, everyone else does. Um, but whenever I, like, enter a liquidity pool with a high APY, I sort of roughly, like, pick a number in my head where I'm like, when the APY drops to this, I pull out. And I'm not always super strict with it, but I absolutely never intend them to be a long-term thing because they are not sustainable. Some of them are going to reveal themselves to honestly just be more or less Ponzi's that have the inflation are for you know just sort of initial getting of people to invest purposes and then other projects are going to do it strategically and it's just going to be it's going to be that they had a high initial emissions rate to get liquidity in there and then it drops to something more reasonable and so i think the reason you might stake with uh something like kujira is because you're not willing to take that like 50 50 risk and maybe you're not disciplined enough to take profits along the way or maybe you just don't know if you you sort of want to i think I would look at something like staking Kajira at this moment in time, just as far as the financial side of it, not thinking about governance or airdrops, but just I would think of it like fundamentally different than staking something like Juno or entering a liquidity pool on a DEX. Like I wouldn't even put them in the same category. Kuji would be something akin to like investing in some bonds that are super safe whereas these other things are a little bit more like playing with volatile stocks just to draw sort of a very wide berth of analogy that's well, what it, i think about these but the interesting thing so it's a very fair point but i think you have the emphasis that you're we're investing in a super high risk sector because let's be real kajira is just as risky as anything else plus they're launching a stable point which gives me super ptsd um but you're not getting the apy upside rewards you're you're just it's it's like it's like investing in a, in a, in a, in a, in a slow growth stock but with the with the major risk so i know another angle people come at it from like sumo if anybody knows sumo used to be sumo yeah. So it's that they believe in the underlying token. They believe that Kujira, the token, is going to go up to such an extent that even 4% more of it over the course of a year is is going to be worth it. And so like they want to be holding anyways. They don't uh, want to put it in an AMM DEX like Osmosis or something for fear of uh, impermanent loss because they have so much faith in the token. So suddenly staking just becomes this way of like making sure you hold plus a little bit of a additional. Right. So, yeah. And, and Sumo, which by the way, I wonder like, like how do we trust what he's saying is real? Like everyone just takes it for granted or like, why do we all believe that he's like this super rich yacht sailing rich dude? But anyways, yeah, what he's saying is like, okay, it's going to do 20x, which is believable. 20x from its market cap today is two billion. So in the next bull run, yeah, I could see any protocol going to two billion dollars. But still, any protocol can go to two billion dollars. So, and then next bull run can be two ways. So, do you want to miss out on the APY? Now, now I get, I get the counter argument. It's like no one can time the market and blah blah blah. But look, I, I am uh, daily cost averaging into Gajira. I've been doing it since. I've seen it and I'm staking and I think they're pretty cool. I like the way that they are transparent with the uh, validator set and like how they show like the control ownership is pretty cool. 
I think the team is really smart, but I'm just like, you know, for the sake of really talking about it. Yeah, it's they are an interesting like uh, example, I guess, that like stands out from the rest. Um, kind of like Japper's example of Gate IO earlier, like they do do things kind of fundamentally different than most other app chain or most other chains in general. And yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see kind of how it works out and and how people feel about exactly what you're talking about. Like, do I stake with this project that maybe I believe in and, and trust a bit more, or do I go to these higher APYs or I mean, it is interesting. Like, I haven't looked, but um, is the Kujira pool on Osmosis incentivized? Does anyone know? Is the Kujira? I do not. I no. I believe no. I believe the answer is no. Okay. Because, like, if that becomes incentivized or some other pool, then that's an extra interesting question. It's like, okay, do I go earn some multi-digit percent APR pool? It might have, I'm not sure if it has Osmos, but it does not have external incentives. Okay. Right. Yeah, I wasn't even aware of a Kajira LP on Osmos. Yeah, funny enough, I could not get Kajira to pay my gas fees in another token, so I actually had to buy my Kuji on Osmo to start. Oh, that's what I'm doing still. <laughs> For some reason, I guess I... Yeah, I'm still buying Osmo and... and Wait, didn't you just say you weren't aware there was a LP on Osmo? Um, an LP... Oh. Okay, yeah. Mm. See, I'm telling you... All did you, have, did you all just have stuff, an aha moment? All this stuff? <laughs> yes. There's a lot to keep track of. Mm-hmm. It's, you get all these tokens point. moving around, and, you know, it's, it's hard for the average ape sometimes, but... Timmy, let me let me ask you something. Timmy. Celestria. Celestria. Yeah, Celestia, I think. What, do you know do you know that much about it? Mm, other than like like I know like kind of of them and what they're aiming to do, but I haven't done any kind of yeah. deep dive. It's um, it's 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 like the buzz Celestia and Say. Big buzz. Yeah. Big buzz around these guys. But yeah. um, they're not, they're not main, they're not launched on, they're not fully, fully launched yet. Yeah. And uh, there's one other one. No, no land. G- Gano. Oh, yeah. Yep. That, that one. So, totally data. So for everyone listening real quick. So um, Celestia is a Cosmos SDK based chain that is claiming to be the first modular blockchain network. Um, and again, I haven't dived too far in, so I couldn't tell you exactly what that means. Say Network is um, a app chain, I guess, that is custom built um, using Cosmos SDK, but with a lot of tweaks to facilitate order book based DEXs. So at the chain level, there's like an order book that's built in that uh, smart contract developers can tap into. And then uh, what was the third one you just said, May? Oh, yeah, No Land is sort of a take on cosmos like uh, fundamentally different that instead of uh utilizing rust as and the cosmosm as the smart contracting language it relies entirely on um go 
as far as I understand, which is uh, the language which the Cosmos SDK is written in, but not the language in which smart contracts on our Cosmos chains are written. You are correct. Yeah. You, you get 10 bananas for answering correctly. Oh my God, I'm up to 11. Yes. So yeah. Cool. You got, yeah, you I just got, want to shout that out. You got um, say, say, say is ultra fast. Ultra fast. Say is ultra fast uh, blockchain with order book. Yeah, that's actually the other thing about say I didn't mention. Yeah, they have like around a second block time. Um, and what's really interesting is I talked with them on one of these Wednesday spaces, and apparently what they've done to achieve that block time, um, much of it, not all of it, uh, can be done on any Cosmos chain. So there's like a very good chance that in the future we might start to see, or probably will at some point, uh, faster block times across the board for like all Cosmos SDK projects. Um, I'm sure there are certain trade-offs, certain um, caveats, and they will get sort of explored and uh, tackled one at a time. But yeah, say say's done some really cool stuff at the like low lower infrastructural level. The say guys are really smart. But I've met with them. the um, The thing about Celeste they're going for is the um, you know more of the roll up scalability type solution, um, and that's you know the security there and the speed there that that comes with it. So kind of like um, almost like a, a service to other chains to help them do those types of things. So wait, can you expand on that? So roll-ups meaning like l2s and mm -hmm. actually japper could you is there a difference between a roll-up and an l2 or is one yeah. like a sub well, I mean, the they're, other? they're different kinds they're different approaches to scaling so uh, a roll-up is basically how you know the the information is you know basically so the difference between like a zero knowledge and an optimistic roll-up yes right yep. So an optimistic roll-up is we're going to go ahead and collect these transactions and we're optimistic. We're going to trust. We're going to get them through. We'll get them back. You know, we'll just take, we'll get them through and then we'll, um, we'll, we'll, we'll there'll be multiple layers of confirmation, so to say. There'll be like a, a soft confirmation. We'll get them through and then we'll have a final confirmation. Um, and then your your zero knowledge is we really don't know we're going to trust etc. Um, they're very similar, but how they're done is different. I can't get into the architecture with you. I'm just not knowledgeable enough. But the idea is instead of all the steps that currently are taking place to to validate transactions, they're using other things that are a full verification and um, to get it done and then going back afterwards and um you know finishing the job just to get, get it done fast i don't know if that's clear or not yeah, no, no no it was so something like polygon which yeah. is actually built on the cosmos sdk and is its own chain is a layer two it's a dedicated chain that like does some processing for ethereum things through a bridge right. whereas something like optimism i think Arbitrum, is arbitrum also a roll up yep. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of. They do. I know they do stuff a little different. They do the same. As but, opposed yeah. to sort of being a standard chain that just co-processes along with Ethereum, it's sort of, without getting into the weeds, 
not quite a chain, but more of a um, like a, a plug-in sort of adapter for oh, Ethereum. It's, so yeah, it's a transaction layer. Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. I forget what we were talking about right before I hit that question. But well, you were talking about the you were talking about the just the new project. So you have Celestria mm. being Celestia. a no R. Yeah. It's hard sometimes for me to get the words out sometimes, but <laughs> that's okay. We were they talking, are, we were talking about evening. what's new in the cosmos and say ultra fast blockchain. And then the other one, Bananas. No, 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 stop, stop distracting, stop distracting. Celestria being, um, it, it uses zero, zero knowledge proofs. Roll-ups, yeah. Yeah, they're using roll-ups, uh, uh, ZK roll-ups. Yeah, I would say that what they're doing, and I don't, don't quote me on this, but I think that they're going more towards the op optimistic side. Okay. Opt the optimistic roll-up, but again, it's, it's semantics. They're not... Yeah. You, so, you okay, here's the, here's the question, though, that's not semantics, is are they aiming to, like, have their own cosmos chain that then has modular rollups of it that people can build or is it something for building rollups for ethereum that's somehow cosmos related with the tech it uses i don't know i mean it's it's a cosmos project but i definitely think that everybody's very optimistic excuse the um, different, <laughs> the word, different use of that word but everybody's very optimistic that you know bridging and 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 ibc and things of that sort are going to continue to get better i mean mm -hmm. axelar is doing great work axelar is probably the best bridge so far um but i mean gravity's good you, you know there's there's good bridges out there um and they're just going to get better and they're going to get safer um, it's not going to be too long before the Ethereum liquidity is going to be going back and forth um, to Cosmos smoothly. Um, I, so I, Celestia, I, the Celestia, my my understanding is Celestia is a solution for all Cosmos, all of Cosmos, all Cosmos chains um, as a transactor um, that basically more. more Oh gosh, faster, faster transactions, faster. and they're not actually doing the transactions; they're storing mm -hmm. the data for the transactions to happen, mm -hmm. and make and and doing it in a faster, cleaner, um, more efficient way. Something to where, like, if let's just say you wanted to do some type of uh, gaming, some type of uh, video game, or some type of let's say. Um, maybe some little slot machine game. You could run it on on that blockchain and handle. It could handle, um, you know, fifty thousand people doing that in transactions. I thought yeah. they had something to do with gaming because I think that isn't that like the holy banana? Like that's the the magic banana if you can get gamers to come on your blockchain. Like I think that you know, and we're going next level stuff here, guys. And I, yeah, don't, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Cause I don't know. I, I'm not a game. I don't guy. like going that way. Timmy, you know, you Timmy, said I, banana. The <laughs> I know. So Timmy. what, what I find like really interesting about the conversation we're getting 
of like and this is actually going to circle back to like faster block times on say that we were talking about a minute ago i'm going to bring up what you dm tricky i think it's a really good point um like something like a, a, a traditional video game um as well as just a lot of these things that were like jumping through hoops to be able to do with a blockchain with things like roll-ups and these sort of um, just just any number of sort of uh, high level technical trickery that you see these days i i find a lot of it somewhat silly like i'm sure everything that uh innovated on the space will be used for something great at some point but overall like <laughs> one of the reasons i'm so incre- incredibly like a massive fan of chain link is because i actually don't think blockchains are right for like 80 percent of stuff we want to do on computers maybe even like 90 like they are just not efficient they don't make sense for 80 percent of the stuff people are trying to build and do on them right now and so why i like chain link is a lot of reasons but especially since their v2 white paper a big focus of this is hybrid smart contracts that use blockchains for the things that they're good at confirming certain things uh, ensuring trust um uh securing sound money but then also allowing all of the things that they're shit at to happen off chain and for them to work in harmony and so like when it comes to gaming one of the massive barriers there um there's two really so a lot of games somewhere within them especially if you're talking gambling games like machine for example need otherwise they're not fair and randomness is kind of not a thing in blockchains in their current form Chainlink allows uh for something called verifiable random numbers um which is derived off chain so that they can't be predetermined like on chain the best we can get for randomness is a pseudo random number generator and if you sort of know the state and the seed of that you can in theory determine like the next number is going to be so that's one aspect the other is speed most games not all you can certainly get clever and do stuff that only needs to write data every now and then but most games update pretty frequently especially online games if you've ever played an online game and you see your ping that's like the number is not the amount of times it's happening, but that number is correlated to like how many times per second your computer is communicating with the server and transferring data. And we're here talking about blocks that get one confirmation per second and then incredibly fast, which is just not for computing, right? For a majority of computing purposes. And what Tricky brought up too is that just making blockchains faster is not actually an option because of a couple of things. So one one thing that Say has to do to achieve this block speed is actually make sure that validators are somewhat geographically located near each other because of the latency between them. The other is just that the nodes themselves have the level of infrastructure and hardware to support these fast transactions. Um, and most at-home internet connections, most at-home bare metal setups, are not going to be able to keep up with sub one second blocks. And so you start getting missed blocks and a problem. And I'm sure there's going to be some phenomenal technologies that come out that I can't even like wrap my head around now that solve a lot of these problems. Um, but in its current state, like blockchains are important and amazing because they solve one or two core computing problems that we've had since the beginning of computers. 
but they are not the end all be all of like the new computer. Like everything's just going to be computed on a blockchain because that's like they aren't efficient for that. And that was a bit of a tangent, but, but interesting. Topic, and I wanted to play in what Tricky had sent me to call. Timmy. Timmy. You know, Timmy, what you just said actually ties into the roll up topic probably better than than you think because you know the whole thing about the roll up is also that it does that it does the computation and the storage off chain um, which makes the chain faster um you know one of the things that ian um who was a big kind of a big wig over at tfl for a while um says is you know that that a lot of these chains are being overwhelmed doing tap and that the more stuff can be taken off chain the better and and of course Chainlink is you know the gold standard of that process not only do they have the price feeds and the vrf like you mentioned but they also uh as part of that hybrid smart contract model they also have the keepers which um it makes smart contracts better because it uh, keepers you know allows you to um, schedule deterministic events. Um, Actually, like, would you say things like that? I'm trying to get my head around Rust. I'm fairly familiar with Keepers. Would you say they're s- somewhat similar? Actually, uh, I would say they're sim- similar in the sense that they're doing off-chain activities yes. to to feed on-chain deterministic activity. Yes. Okay. Just in a very high level sense. That's what I was yeah, saying. Yeah. Okay. I mean, keepers, what keepers does is they basically, it's keepers a little bit like kind of, kind of how the IBC works, the relayers work. Keepers um, have rules and assignments and they basically search uh, and they basically respond to events according to times. For instance, if you have you know, a game that you want, that you're playing, you know, like, um, like a predictive market game is a good example. Like, you know, you're going to do, you're going to predict that a price is going to be something either higher or lower at a certain time. You, Keepers is what's going to give you that. It's going to automate getting that price at that time. You know, you don't yeah. have to manually go in and say, okay, it's well, what's the price of Juno to see who won. So it gets you that off-chain information, but it's automated. Um, so it's searching for those events and getting the, the information for those events in an automated way from off-chain and on-chain um, to help that kind of deterministic um, you know, response from the smart contract um, and to you know, keep it automated and keep it decentralized, et cetera, that there isn't one person doing it. Uh, whereas the role up is more uh, for the transaction side it's basically doing that it's more responsive it roll up they're more about taking computational load off of a chain whereas keepers are a bit more about doing stuff that chains can't really do at all yes and it's really you know keepers is for smart contracts it's not for the chain itself it's for the the smart contract layer to be able to add functionality according to automated yeah i meant like Exactly. Okay. I meant like functionality that a smart contract might want that the chain is not able to to provide. Okay. It's basically, it gives you a, it it gives you, you could automate Oracle functions. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I was in talks with Raccoon actually a while ago about a game I wanted to see built on, on Raccoon Supply, um, similar to Bust a Bit, if anyone knows that. And uh, it's, it's, it, that is very hard to do on chain. Um, have like a random millisecond that something stops at and having that. Uh, but something like Keepers would, would allow for that. It's basically what I told them. I was like, we had Chainlink, we could do this pretty, pretty easily. <laughs> but yeah, I guess I know we're kind of in the weeds here and I'm happy to stay in them, but I just want to do a shout out again. We're kind of at the top of the hour here. Um, if anyone wants to come up and talk about anything, um, in, especially including, including questions, I know we haven't been without a guest for like a couple weeks now, but these spaces are uh, more or less for just, you know, if you have a question, you don't know where to ask. Maybe you think it's too dumb. There's no such thing as a dumb question. Uh, or maybe you just want to like talk about the new interesting project you're looking into that you don't quite understand. So if anyone wants to come up, up and request to say, uh, feel free. Don't be intimidated by our kind of technical talk. But um, you know, Timmy, I've got something that, I can happy share. Happy to have you guys up here. Yeah, I've got I've got something to share, and it's actually you know I didn't intend on this, but I'll I'll, I'll share it because it's kind of fun and it's not true alpha yet. Um, but as you know, um, WBA is we're in our fourth week now um, with uh, the master learning course, and. Um, at the end of this week, the cadets submit their capstone project um, proposals. And the capstones are basically proof of concept and MVPs. Um, and already we're starting to see what these, um, what these programmers, what these developers are thinking about building. It is, it's going to be pretty awesome. Um, there's some ridiculously innovative NFT um, projects that are being built. Um, you know, the only one I can actually say because, um, you know, we're overseeing it is uh, there's a group of cadets that are building an NFT marketplace for WBA so that when graduates are certified and get they get their NFT to to commemorate their graduation and certification that people that are looking for developers can go to the marketplace and basically shop that way and see all their, um, you know, all their skills and, and have access to their repos and things like that through a marketplace. So um, in about two months, there's going to be an influx of projects, um, whether incubated by other by sales on Juno because we are Juno focused. Um, and there's some really good stuff coming. And I mean, I can tell you with my name on, you know, on this endorsement, these are good people. I mean, these are good collaborative, you know, focused people that we know this isn't some non dev that's coming to rug people. These are people that we know. Um, and that's part of what we're doing. So, and, anyway. for, and for people that don't know people who just went through how many weeks of, of fairly rigorous, uh, well, it's a, we're only in the they're, we're only in the fourth week. We accepted a third of of all applicants, um, and we are only in the fourth week. And they're already working on stuff like twenty nine eighty one NFT con contracts, which is like the newest of the new. Um, and we have I'm not going to name drop right now. I'll do it maybe next week. Um, we have three absolute Cosmos legends coming to do guest uh, lessons next week. Oh, cool! Very like cool. when I when I say legends, I mean legend legends, not not 
you know, someone who founded a protocol, but well, I'm talking about. So you mean someone like me? Uh, you're, not quite that. Not quite that. Not quite that level, right? You are. You, you're a legend in a different way. <laughs> I'm talking about. I'm talking. You know, we're very, very fortunate, and we're very excited. So I figured I'd throw that out there. But you know, we'll we'll come on and we'll um. You know, I owe, I owe this space is actually a lot because we this was a big pu- a big push for us when we first announced our app. So, you know, I try to get here when I can and when I'm not completely exhausted. Dude, well, about halfway through uh, your kind of little little thing there, I realized this face is my profile picture. I was just like, ooh, exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Yeah, so I mean, there's cool stuff coming. There's cool stuff happening. Um, you know, I got one guy that's working on, um, you know, green energy and, and, you know, energy conservation project. So that's not any, that's not too alpha E just, but they're good people. Oh yeah. Um, they're good people. I'm enjoying them personally and being with them in the rooms. I see awesome. If anyone's Deep curious. Dance joined as a speaker. Yeah. Deep I don't dance. Know. Hey guys. How we doing? I'm doing good. You doing? doing good. So, um, what do you guys think about helium uh, moving to Solana? Pass. 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 I pass too. Pass. Who, who really? moved? Who moved? So he. So helium is apparently they have this um hip seventy one where they're trying to um take. Uh, turn because they've scaled too much, so they need they, their blockchain is just not enough, so they need to go to, to Solana, and so it's a good chance that they're going to go to the Solana blockchain. And if any helium miners, there's like a million of them right now running, they'll be gaining rewards in Solana. So there's like a proposition for that happening. Has anybody heard or no? I mean, I saw tweets about it, but I don't know. Like, is helium a cosmos thing? No, but Solana it's, isn't Solana. I thought you said we could talk about anything. I'm, I'm feeling no. I was just curious. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. No, no, no. I was just curious. He, he <laughs> Wi-Fi mini Wi-Fi network that they're trying to spread all over the place. Yeah. Oh, so so helium yeah. helium is the one that has the like, basically trying to do a, 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 a Wi-Fi and everything, but everyone's kind of hosting it instead of yeah. using cable. You know. Yeah, I remember this. Okay. Yeah, so, I saw a tweet about them moving to Solana. Were they on their own dedicated chain before? or Yeah, they were on their chain, but they I guess it was just uh, Ethereum was too expensive or whatever. So And I mean, too slow. So they wanted to yeah. So well, they're having some like problems. Who is? Uh, Helium. Like, they, yes. like, basically, like, they're just validators. I was using the, they're like, well, we got to switch to now. We're going to be like 5G stuff, but got to buy new hardware units and it's like 5x the cost yeah somebody was talking was telling me i was like oh should we get should i get a helium miner or try that out and they're like no it's not worth it so that's why i was kind of trying to bring it up in the space so that we could talk about it even though it's not a it's not a cosmos thing i'm sorry yeah i think don't mind it right now i don't know if anybody else does it but but i mine helium um you do yeah so it's really cool actually like the whole like idea of it um moving over to solana though i'm not so sure about uh that's actually answered one of my questions um bb was like what's the token that's going to be like distributed at this point 
because uh, I know they said they're eliminating the validators. Um, they also were just talked about doing a token split. Um, so there's like a lot of like a lot of stuff going on at once. The Solana move is just weird to me. But yeah, I'm, I'm I don't want to thing. A fe- fellow helium miner, my man. Let's go. Hey, Jan, do you, you do it too, man? You, yeah, you, uh, you waited been... the whole year to get your your miner to. Are, are you talking five G? Dude, I don't have five G because I just feel like I'm going to get caught in the same boat. Like, yeah, no. Okay, so here, here's my consensus on five G. Don't like fish out like twenty five hundred right now to buy like a miner, because like first off, the token has like no value right now, and obviously, like we know, it's just proof of concept right now. But um, like my idea is like when the network's like more developed and people are actually using five G, then I'll go buy a miner because then I know like I'm not gonna be in the hole at some point. But for like LoRaWAN, like I, I don't mind like twenty five hundred bucks on um like a miner there because like like I've paid my LoRaWAN miner like back like three times already. But that was also because like the beginning like last year, holy fuck, those rewards were crazy, man. Like I was yeah, shocked. It sounds like you got an er- like a perfect time. I got in like a little too late. But, that's uh, like September area. Holy fuck! Yeah. It was like eighty dollars <laughs> a day. In, in like that was just like the stock antenna on my windowsill. Yeah. So now I now I have like um, what is it? Fuck! I don't even know what the the different the different radio waves yeah. are. You probably have uh, like yeah, four. Yeah. Uh, 4.5 dbi yeah. like the top of my house now sorry i just like fully hijacked this i just heard helium and fucking like came in my pants nah dude me too i know i was like ooh, someone to talk about this with. <laughs> uh, yeah i'm honestly not against them moving to solana yeah just, like, what, what, I, is there to mind? what is there to mind is it just the, it, I'm the I'm network? It. so you like, technically yeah what well, is my internet gonna go down whenever solana goes down <laughs> oh, technically it would if you were relying on the Helium network. Um, actually, no, it probably might not because the, the Helium network relies on the block for like the ledger, but the hardware is actually producing the like radio signals and the um, like but if the hardware you would still go, you would still be live. So the ledger if part, the hardware, if the hardware can keep doing its thing without checking, yeah, then why does it need to be on a blockchain? It's like, like on a blockchain. It's anything that's a ledger well, can put on there. Centralized, up. distributed, like ownership in the day. Blah 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 blah. But uh, the thing with five G that I've heard though, Jan, is is it actually can make you a lot of money, but you have to do it strategically. Like there are people who set up five G um, towers like throughout California in the Valley and near like farmland, and so there will be like um, farmers who need to tag every single livestock animal they have. And so the chip they have works with the um, helium miner they have, and they get like a you know money every time they ping one of those tags. So it is profitable if you're in the right setup, but it's also like really, really, really high overhead. Well, the fact that like I've like uh, like I've made my money back on it, and and it, this is like like proof of concept payment. Like mm-hmm. this is like um, we're we're just getting paid to like optimize the network at this point. So like it's kind of nice that the rewards are low though because it's gonna flush out a lot of the like like over dense areas because LoRaWAN does not need like a bunch of miners in one. Like, I posted pack. a link. Posted a link mm-hmm. at the top, guys. You guys taught me how to do this. Now, once <laughs> once an ape sees how to do it, I posted a link at the top. Everyone, attention, attention. 
<laughs> you know, that is so good because I, I, I was taught how to do that. And then I started trying to do it on everyone's faces just <laughs> to do it. So I'm super proud. Good job. We all learn that. Apes can learn. Apes can learn. So tricky. William seems uh, really cool. Oh, so, sorry to cut you off, Mayor. Um, okay. William seems really cool. Uh, I was. It's unfortunate. I, I would. The devs made the decision to move over to Solana. Yeah, um, I'm not sure, but like it was clearly like a plan for a while, just because this, like boring protocol is um like eventually going to be integrated as like the DVPN for. Like he, like that's the official partner for DVPNs. So like I Yeah, know. I was I was gonna say my initial guess was just that Sam paid them to move. Yeah, that's like, what I'm maybe. assuming. I'm I'm this is a business deal here. This is not a But I one thing I do find really weird is like a lot of the people that aren't in crypto, like just big investors, they're really like obsessed with Solana for some reason. Yeah. I, yeah. I think if I haven't looked too much into it, but uh, no, it's a pretty centralized chain, <laughs> just from from what oh, I hear. You know what I mean? They can control it. If you go, you know, a lot of the major. If you go into the Discord and say that, oh my God, you will get your asshole ripped apart. <laughs> you know, yeah, a I, lot I, of I major investors got Solana at thirty-five cents token. You know, that's with a. Solana person. The Solana people are normally, um, I find they're really in NFTs, really into flipping and trading, like that type of ecosystem, at least the, the main Solana spaces that I see. They're not as much in like caring about decentralization and stuff like that. A hundred percent. Yeah, Solana is this interesting example of like uh, something that is only a chain to cash in on the hype. Right. Like it, it does go down. It is not decentralized. Uh, in fact, all the things built on it are a little bit worse than if they were built off chain, but they can cash into that hype. They have marketing behind it. They can get in people that don't really care about crypto or at least don't know why it rose to prominence in the first place. They just heard from their friends and other Internet people over the past five years that people make crazy money off this stuff. And boom, here's this one that's easy to use, easy on ramp to you everywhere. And that feels closer to a traditional um sort of application than, than some other blockchains like, you know, Ethereum with MetaMask and such. I think that's a big part of it. I think the main reason why they went to Solana is because Helium has a lot of VC uh, money in it. And we know where like a lot of VC money is in crypto in Solana. So I think there was just like some synergies with investors that are probably invested in both things. And they were like, hey, let's go here. I can make more money <laughs> off my own money. Um, but like, honestly, I think if this solves the spoofing stuff, like even more and all the other BS that's going on though, like I'm cool with it. Like at the end of the day, like I would not have them blockchain. Like even Solana, as bad as it is, is better than some others. So we'll see. But you know what's funny? Something like this, I feel like is the perfect example of something that should have its own dedicated, like Cosmos. Cosmo yeah, chain. that's what I was going to say too. But yeah. it also, at the same time, I was also like, yeah, that doesn't make sense to me actually, because have you guys looked into Althea? Why? Why should people in Solana yep. have something to say about like the Helium network? Yeah, that is going to be like a, a problem. That's what I mean, though. I think that the people that are VCs in Helium or VCs in Solana, so they have enough say over both that matter to them. 
Um, but as far as like us, like <laughs> who are like, as you saw in Kava, like everybody could vote one way, but if there's enough control from like the team, it doesn't matter what you vote. Um, it's, it's a totally different. Oh, that was so ridiculous. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty wild. If Kava doesn't like, if that guy doesn't go under heat and like things don't change in governance just from that alone, I, I, I don't know what the hell people are looking at. Well, there for well look at Kajira, man. We got a, uh, what's donkey's got like 9% control of Kajira. Yeah, that's Bro, bad. Don't and I don't think that it's just unfortunately. Do you say Donku because of his validator? Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, the OG Luna head. And he was, you know, the most familiar validator over there that people probably wanted to support. Plus, the Kujira team wanted to support him, and it just, like, got out of hand. <laughs> but they do a good job with their delegation program. I think they're going to make it better, too. So. Yeah. You said he owns 9% of the tokens. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. He's like had like 11 percent like two weeks ago so they're, they're doing a good job and, and it's so obvious and saying like this is bad oh their new dashboard ui is pretty cool yeah honestly like yeah the new ui when, when you go to stake they're like don't stake here wait are you guys stake saying the nine percent of staked tokens or yeah. alt okay but with Ujira, like most of the supply aside from like vesting tokens is like already out there. So okay, they, that was a, like yeah. that was a detail there, nine percent of the stake tokens. That's relieving to hear because because half of the supply is not even fucking out yet. No, you guys want to talk about tokens concentrated in the wallet though. There's a uh, there's a DVPN wallet with eighty percent of the circulating supply in it and with its rewards address set to another address and when you add those up along with a couple other tertiaries it's one entity owning 95 or 90 i don't know said that 91 percent of all oh, circuits no. you may as well just take the d out of it is D, yeah. so is dvpn doing anything right now no nope. i mean dead. is anything <laughs> happening i feel like i haven't dead. i mean dead. they had all this stuff dead all the way dead is it really dead one person holds 91% of the tokens. Well, I mean, it's like, is there anything else you need to know? Yeah, it's, <laughs> they do have a they do have selling a my rewards. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, can I say, Jacob K., thank you for the follow. I am 16 away from 1,000. So if anyone, hey. wants, anyone wants to make this ape happy, hit me up with a follow. There you go, brother. I got I you on Timmy, Timmy Mayor. I love you, Jacob. Love you. love you, brother. I love you too. Uh, here's a banana. Here's a banana, bro. I'm um, struggling. My account does not pass 800. Oh, oh <laughs> just tweet, tweet hashtag Kepler MetaMask and trust wallet. You'll get like eight, you'll get your followers. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm you'll, really, you'll get you'll get about a hundred bots that will follow you. Oh, dude, I yes. I block every bot that follows me because I don't I don't want my fucking follower count. I don't care about the number. Like as long as they're not bots, <laughs> like as long as it's real people that are following me, I'm fine. Well, that's why like OG celebrity people who like follow like twelve people. It's like, what's the point of Twitter if you're following twelve people? Well, I think they just so... have another account, probably. Yeah, but no, they follow friends and family and shit they care about. Because otherwise, it's a very easy way for someone to go, oh, I just found this person's daughter, or I just found this person's mother, or whatever, I'm going to go harass them. 
Just go to their follower you, list. You know something interesting? Vitalik uh, only follows like 433 people, and one of them is Sunny. I believe that like Sonny's like he's pretty out there. Sonny has more yeah. followers than Zaki. I was kind of shocked, but Zaki's also like dialed in all the time. I feel like <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. An Ohio senator started following me the other day, and I was, that was a surprise. It's a what? it's a wack, it's a wacky little cosmos we live in, friends. Wacky yeah. little cosmos. I'm just waiting for that one day that everyone like snaps into it. It's just like because I feel like Cosmos has always like the Twitter community. Like we have a Twitter community, but it's just like the Ethereum community on like it's just fucked. Like they just take over Twitter. Like Vitalik tweets, and within two seconds, he has like a thousand likes. I think Ethereum is like the Facebook of Web three. I have a question, guys. Um, the Sunny token that was released on Solana, like I, I had gotten like this airdrop from the Sunny token. Do you guys remember yeah. about that? And was that Sunny token really, or I was it just the airdrop? It, it, it did have something, but it had something to do with. Um, it had something to do with like Cosmos people got an airdrop, but um, it had nothing to do with Cosmos. So I don't really know what happened there. Oh, okay. Because I was like, "How come the Sunny token?" I was like, "Oh, whatever. I don't care about Solana." <laughs> so I got my my little airdrop and left. But um, I don't know. That's why I was wondering if there was like some kind of partner partnership or something. Tricky. Like what were you saying about it? Do you know something? Me. Tricky. Do you know about it again? Uh, what were we talking about again? Sorry, I'm I'm looking at the Sunny token on Solana. <laughs> uh, oh, it was yeah. It was literally. They targeted like 0.5% of their token supply to Osmosis users. I think like Osmosis kind of started like the airdrop craze kind of way in Cosmos. And so they kind of like piggybacked off that. Um, but it was really nothing. I don't even know if anybody uses that DAP on Solana. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. I, I have my Sunny sitting somewhere. Hey, hey the Lunk. Luna Classic, it's 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 on the the lunatics have been out in force. Have you heard about this, Timmy? What's going on on with Luna Classic? So, I'll, here's what I find most interesting about that: nobody that I know or followed from the traditional Luna is still uh, involved in Lunk or, or like cares about it at all. And as soon as that all happened, it basically became like a biz token. So like a fortune token, like there's at least three or four lunk posts at any given time. Yeah. Uh, are they burning it? Like, what the heck are they doing? Like, how uh, are they getting this token? To don't pop even, a don't even care about it. Yeah, I don't know. It was funny. The second Luna collapsed, it was complete. All of the like people obsessed with it. It was all like the Shiba warriors and like the excerpt. Sorry if I'm going to insult anyone, but like all the me, like, like, it was like all of those that community came flying to Luna Seed. You saw the Twitter. It was like like zombie apocalypse. I, yep. It was crazy. Yeah. However, and then I they're have... all tweeting about like if I can have ten million of these and it goes to a dollar. So like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, it's just like like fuck. Like I will say though, I, I I do genuinely have more faith in Lunk than Luna too. Whoa. Yeah. 
But what? Back, back. I think there's too much manipulation on Lunk. Yeah, but back to your original yeah. your your original thought. What is it about all those zeros um, behind that decimal point that like people like you know the sheep people, you know when the, the token just keeps adding more zeros, then they're like, yeah, and now I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna. So get I think they're, it's I think they're just like a like a psychological thing, like. They think yeah. they're going to make a bunch of money because it was at a hundred dollars at one point, but it's not even the same situation. You have ten x the their hundred x the tokens. Like all the yeah. money in the world would have to go into it for it to fucking get back to where it was. Well, it's two. I think it's twofold. One in general, yeah, it's psychological. It's the same reason stocks do stock splits, but just at an extreme level where people mm-hmm. are comfortable buying numbers for whatever reason. But then there there is also a narrative um in the like lunk community that the 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 burn is actually going to eventually be working in the whole mechanism the ust will return to peg there will be a lot less luna in circulation so not only am i buying something just dirt cheap i can get a lot of but it's going to one day return to its prior <laughs> model where it becomes uh, deflationary there's no way there's no way like, ust goes back to a like dollar there's clearly an issue if we're trying this hard to burn tokens you know you know what i'll say the longer that located and has some value the better chance ustc has to getting back to a well, dollar well band protocol literally just announced today we're stopping oracles or like we're no longer providing service to luna classic yeah and and that means mirror protocol like mirror protocols already shot then obviously but so no price feed so so it's kind of like Chihuahua but it like Chihuahua admits like risk's gonna burn tokens till till some till green 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 shoots you know just green <laughs> we're just gonna keep burning these tokens until some <laughs> we get some green bars like that chihuahua is admitting it like like yeah i mean at, at least it's straight up with it like their name's also chihuahua so you know it's funny i feel like saying I, that is saying that is the biggest hit you could take to achieving that like saying that ahead of time i feel like <laughs> might do more well, because otherwise you you, you install the narrative that it's not that this token is becoming more uh, rare and sought after, just that there's less of it. And nobody. I, but, I, don't, I know. don't. They're like also Chihuahuas. adding contracts, right? I refuse to buy it only because I hate Chihuahuas, and I really am upset about that. Because I had so much opportunity to buy it, but if it was a cuter dog, I would have. Dude, I'm the biggest dog person in the world, and I hate chihuahuas too. So I'm with you. Right? I couldn't do. I couldn't bring myself to buying a chihuahua. Well, someone dumped. You, a, someone dumped a ton of it last night. It dropped like thirty percent. They got. It was like a whale. Yeah. Did you buy Shiba Inu, Jacob? I I um okay so so I bought Doge when it was like a penny, and then I had my own nightmare story with like selling it at 10 cents and thinking I was smart. And then, um, and then I heard um, Vitalik Buterin on a podcast talking about Shiba Inu. This is when the founder said that to him. And I'm like, I'm not buying that. So no, I didn't. And then um, all of my like new friends who bought it were like dancing. And I'm like, dude, you got to sell. It doesn't make sense. And it kept going up. Well, Jacob, let me tell you, 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 were the smart one. It's all speculation. 
Yeah, you can't calculate speculation. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. You can't calculate but, but it, market. If you guys want to, you guys want to know when the bear, the bear, you'll know when the bear market is over. Is when these, uh, these dog coins start taking off again. That's when the. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. <laughs> like, because I feel like it, the inverse is also true. Because like the dog tokens take off when people get bored, which also scares me. Because they're not thinking; they're just buying. True. True that. True. Yeah, that's more so. That's not usually actually like a start of bull run signal. That's usually like a peak bull run. Yeah. Like, like a top. Honestly, projects like historically, and not just shilling, but just factually, projects like Chainlink kind of lead the bull run usually. Like back in 2016, and then. Uh, and by that, sense. I just mean projects with kind of core important like utility that aren't. Well, just... yeah, just the more the crypto narrative runs, the more, like the more important they become. Right. Yeah. So once you see those things kind of gain legs under them, that's usually a decent like sign of a coming market shift. Jimmy. <laughs> Jacob, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, this has been fun, guys. I've enjoyed the conversation with all the uh, the joking around, and uh, we've 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 covered a very wide, broad topic as far as crypt, crypto land goes. We had some serious conversation in there at the beginning about is uh, and AMMs, and we had some other serious block coin conversation. And where did we le- where did we end up? The dog coins and Shiba <laughs> and, and Doge, like that's where the conversation always goes. Oh, and now to bring it full circle and connect everything, did did people see the newest, I, I guess we could call it a dog coin because it has Inu in the word, but Vitalik Dick Inu? <laughs> oh, God. Or no, I think Vitalik Big Dick Inu is what it is. It's up like 6,000% today. You guys are missing oh, out. Oh, man. I would have bought that, too. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. A screenshot on Twitter earlier, and I was like, I fucking hate this market. Honestly, like 1% liquid supply, 90% of the supply gets dropped tomorrow. Guys, buy it now. It's like like, a $46,000 market cap. It's just going to get dropped the way Vitalik drops his pants for the ladies. It's actually actually funny watching like a lot of these coins run up because like, like people don't realize like if you like, like we're just a random dude walked up to someone and like offered them like, a share in your company for like a hundred and you have like a million, <laughs> a million shares. Yeah. Technically your company is valued at a hundred million dollars. Like the same is true in crypto. Yup. Like, you only sell one coin for hundred bucks, but you have like millions. Let of me, them. So yeah. my extreme example to like articulate that point, cause I think about that a lot is if you created a token with a massive supply, but you only put 10 of it into a liquidity pool. And then you paired that with, you know, thousand USD. Just do it yourself. Technically, you just created like a multi-trillion dollar. Fraud. Well, not technically, but the same, same thinking. Kind of thinking. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about this with Esmos. What, like, how much uh, funding did they get? Like, aside from like the Cosmos Hub. Like, do you know? And like, because they're the way like with their like inflation works. Um, like they are able to like keep a relatively high fully diluted market cap like pretty much all the time like i really thought the token would slump like like to like 30 cents area to be honest me too 
There was some... I was waiting for the dump. I, I never sold of... it. I was just selling my rewards at one point, but now I'm just like, I'm not selling anything. I'm just. There are some pretty big background investors. Yeah, yeah I was gonna. I was gonna say it seemed like they had some. For what token? Evmos. Evmos has exclusively been funded off of brand. Cosmos Hub was the main one, and I think there was like one or two more. Yeah, I know Cosmos Hub was um, one of them, but I, I was, I was like, I thought surely they had to have more funding because it was just like so many all, all yeah, non-diluted grants. I even knew of a lot of people that were like selling their rewards daily, and I was like, half the market selling their rewards daily. Like, how much fucking funding did these guys get? Well, what does one thing have to do with the other? You think they're using their funding to buy up people's cells? Well, they need like initial liquidity. That was right. Well, I think the token was... price not dropping is more a product of buys matching sells than liquidity depth. Yeah, exactly. Like the the liquidity depth being so shallow kind of helped us a little bit because people couldn't really sell at the beginning. Plus, it was like such a high PR. They're like, screw it. Yeah, like screw it. like you had no incentive to sell at the beginning especially mm-hmm. with like two percent bonded award so yeah like also all the tokens that are coming are like they're not like this like hey here's like 50 million of funding that we turned into evmos tokens it's literally just evmos tokens that are being you know like newly distributed but like timmy said like the buy pressure is just matching the sell pressure <laughs> at the same time we keep seeing whales come in buying up a million evmos and spitting up a validator so it's like you know, right now, yeah, it's just because if maybe it's because it's such high returns, but it's good for everybody who's who's invested. It's holding their their value. Oh, those However, validators are making bags right now on Evmos. I do think this is actually an example of what we were just talking about, Jans, where the market cap is, uh, especially when you consider how many tokens weren't claimed in the airdrop, and therefore, just as a total percentage of all Evmos tokens there are, whether they're like yet to be released or not there's not that much in liquidity pools right so like whatever prices reflect there is just kind of being articulated counting all coins and like oh that's the market cap when in reality like at most price we'll probably see a pretty bad reckoning i'm just too i think i think it's like it's propped up by the merge right now it cannot anytime you like ask the question of you know, a bunch of people are selling. There's all these new things coming to existence. Everyone's making so much money. It's kind of crazy. It will correct at some point. Yeah, it has to. Like, everyone has been, like, fucked. Hey, 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 Tricky, let me ask you this question. You might know. Like, what what is what is gauging the APR on Evmos? Is it the amount of tokens that are staked to the network? But the APR is slowly... Ooh. Going down. Yeah, they have a fixed inflation. It's just a matter of how many people are bonded because that, like, it's a hundred and whatever percent inflation for the year. Mm-hmm. But if there's only there's only like one percent of the network bonded, that a hundred percent is going to one percent of the network, not a hundred, not the entire net. Like, like that a hundred that number is on the entire supply of the tokens, not like like if you were the only guy bonded and everyone for some reason wasn't bonded one day. You would have like made the, a lot like of the first money. day. Of <laughs> yeah, that's what I got the first day. <laughs> no, um, dude, the first day was fucked. I was like, I literally like a ten percent on my tokens. I was like, what the fuck is the fuck is happening? Well, it was because of it, they shut it down. Like after what about thirty six hours or like twenty four hours, they shut the chain back. Oh, down. are you talking about the initial? Like, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. But, it, well, but anyway, even, so even I mean, after it, that. it's still, the rewards on it are still really good. But Tricky, you're pretty involved um, with Evmos. And I think they're, they're, they're really trying to focus more on the Ethereum side of things and the, the Ethermint and getting more devs, more Solidity devs to come over and launch some more apps. Um, I know the, the Nomad the nomad incident really set them back as far as diffusion. Um, any, any thoughts on that tricky? Are you just, you just slowly tracking things? I will say that Liam from the Tharsis and Epimus team, uh, is like pillar at a BD at business development. Um, he's got like a lot of things in the work for Evmos. Um, the, the community and the devs themselves are like, you know, have conversations going to be really good for, for, for uh, I think there's uh, yeah, there's gonna be some really cool stuff coming. Um, I think it's just interesting, like this whole scenario. Like, I don't know if you guys realize this, but we're about to have pretty much seventy five percent of the intended airdrop be clawed back. But like, yeah, oh. I was just gonna ask you about that. Why today was the last started? day? Today's the last day. Okay, because I was I I was looking at the meter and I saw it like it wasn't like updating. So I was like, are we like not clawing back any tokens or what's going on here? So the meter doesn't update until it's long. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so like, I, I know what it's happening right think, now. Do we think the reason there's so much unclaimed is because overall a massive amount of it was actually set for Ethereum stakers, but on yeah. Ethereum users, but on an individual level, most Ethereum users weren't getting enough to care or even have it come on their radar. Like I know the degenerate um, who was, you know, in a lot of our spaces for a while there, he came over from Ethereum. He had spent loads on gas fees and he didn't even bother claiming his Evmos airdrop. So I'm wondering if like, there's just so many people on Ethereum that were like eligible that there's a shit ton of tokens there as a whole, but on the individual level, it wasn't enough to really entice a lot of people. Well, like, honestly, more so, like awareness. Because, uh, yeah, because like there was a video from a like Ethereum guy recently, um, that start that went out like right when the clawback was like starting, and within like you know a few weeks, like that that video alone was probably responsible for like an extra like a million at most in claiming. Um, I don't know if it's just an individual just doesn't have enough because I think like free money is free money and I'll just dump it, turn it into an that's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's free money, like don't be an asshole. Like, there, yeah, there like, are don't, some don't act better. like you don't act like you don't yeah. care about money. Like, like there are some that are getting like little bits, but I'm pretty sure there's a good amount to me that got like the full amount, you know, like most of us in Cosmos, maybe not the same percentage of like I think also, also yeah. the ledger issues definitely held back a lot. Like that was I think that yeah. was degenerate saying it's not that he was too lazy outright, but that there were issues and he couldn't do it easily. And so it was small enough that he gave up and was like, whatever. Yeah, I think that turned away a lot of people in the beginning that probably just yeah. like forgot to come back. And you know, that's kind of like unfortunate for the user experience and like getting more users. Um for the token distribution, not the best, but as far as circulating supply, really uh limited the amount of tokens that are that are out there here's, so here's so, question so 70 so percent is coming back to the community pool correct or about 74 plus yeah i don't and, know it, it's whatever's not playing yeah it's coming and it's going to come back question. to the community pool yep here's my question to all of you guys would you rather see that happen or see the clawback be a burn burn oh 100 i've written i wrote a, like a commonwealth it like it started and like i just think 
burns like are a like play on the mind for the short term of like ooh wow all these tokens like there's gonna be less supply so then people like rush in and then they want to get it but then over the long term it really like evens out okay and, and like a flat burn like that so i love that you said that because i normally agree when it's a burn that happens anywhere at launch like along the road as a way to try and like help token price but this is a little bit different because it is like genesis supply like you can almost think of those tokens as not existing and so i think some argument for like yeah like it goes it goes back to like the the kind of similar to like the fully diluted thing if you're gonna burn it like is it even gonna really change that much use that in the future when the chain is more like when people exactly. are using it more and you can actually deploy those tokens yeah. to like for incentives yeah. even. i don't like the idea of a burn i like the idea of put it in the community pool and let exactly. it let it for a year and then diffusion diffusion needs some liquidity they're gonna they're gonna do a little give back to the diffusion people who got burned by nomads so, so they're gonna yeah just a hypothetical just a hypothetical but let's say evmos had a problem like Kava, where one person could, or one entity could control, you know, governance vote. Does your answer change then? Do we really want all that sitting in the community pool? Does not change at all. And I think this is a great point. And I've raised this point as why we need to come up with an idea for the funds and deploy them. Because having like more value inside of the community pool than tokens that are out there to stake and control yep. consensus is actually an attack vector. And it's somebody to go buy up the supply to control more money than they actually like have mm-hmm. so I think in fact i almost wonder if that might be part of the buy pressure we're seeing mm, I, don't, I don't think it's part of the buy pressure i think that the yield is literally half the reason plus i think a lot there's a lot of eyes over on ethereum that are actually seeing this um there's like i don't know if you believe that though right because for yeah, every person I, paying like, for the yields there's another person cashing out those yields daily yeah, because so, I was so yeah, I don't know if I buy that month. As you've seen, both sides, there is the selling, but there's also whales that are buying up that selling. There are people that are trying to be invested in it long term. Yes, people are selling right now, and there's the buy pressure to pull that back up. But I don't think that that like is saying that someone's buying this up to be a bad actor. Um, right, and, and it's you, a hypothetical. Like, totally, and I promise you, like, there's not a lot of stuff that's out there public, maybe, but. Um, I kind of help with, with a lot of this stuff, and there's there's a lot of stuff in the background that's really cool going on. That's gonna be like, damn, I didn't know that was coming to Evmos. Um, cool. So lots of like right. lots more liquidity, and that's another thing too with all these funds. Like you guys said, like you could either just burn them, you know, or and whatever, and say good riddance, or you can actually use those to deploy them in effective ways that actually bring value back. If you just deploy it to like and give people incentives that they can just dump, yeah, that's gonna be a problem for price. But if you use them in ways that are effective, that bring value to most to the community to the protocol can bring people in can bring liquidity in can bring projects in i think it's a net positive but timmy you're 100 right having a community pool so large that's comparative to the amount of active stake is really 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 i think dangerous yeah guys one of the things that that i think we're missing out with that is um a lot of that money is going to go towards um, bringing builders and building, bringing projects in and investing into education. 
to make the chain a place where there's more activity, um, where people are bringing li- more liquidity into it. You know, that it, right now, you know, there's not a lot to do on Evmos, but that money can bring a lot of activity, a lot of protocols, a lot of projects, a lot of innovation, um, and a lot of education. Um, and, you know, Liam is a very bright guy. Yeah. Um, in addition to being an awesome guy, he's like one of my favorite people in the space. I know him as long as I know anybody else in the space. And, um, you know, he, he, what they're planning that is smart. It's, it, it's not going to go to waste. There is a, a brilliant plan. Yeah. Dude, Jabber Jam. So I don't know if you have been on the most Commonwealth. So like, uh, right when like people started mentioning burn, I kind of put this up to kind of just change the mindset, but it's really exactly that putting the funds towards like a builder's fund. Um, and I like the fact that you brought up education. I think that's something maybe that hasn't been like given enough spotlight in this is hey we can actually use these funds to like educate people um to bring them into this world and how to build on top of evmos and the cosmos sdk leveraging interchain accounts and all of this new stuff that's coming um and so there's really a lot of opportunity to build and grow with this um that i think's better a better use of the funds than burning at the end of the day yeah i'm i'm actually currently working on a cosmos sdk course for wba um, to to serve such circumstances. Actually, as I'm sitting here on this, I'm also going back and forth to my Yomo app and doing a little go. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Busy guy, yeah. Jabber, cool. for anyone who doesn't know, Jabber here is one of my inspirations for like, never too late to learn something totally new. You're like learning multiple languages just in, in your free time as you run WBA and a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> Always impressed with you, man. Thank you. I mean, look, at 52, I don't have a whole lot of other stuff to do in my life, so. Hey, I'm sure this is a better time than uh, what many people your age are doing. <laughs> I can yeah, assure that's you. That's the thing. You know, when you guys are talking about make money, yeah, I mean, I want to make some money, but I, I haven't had this much fun. Uh, actually, minutes. yeah, to go way back, way back to that, like uh, when I answered Mayor's question there, I was very careful to add in just in regards to trading. What is the point of trading around all these tokens? And one thing yeah. I kind of did want to add is that like that is different than investing and like staking and conviction holds um, and even participating in a project and maybe like helping it grow, volunteering, joining a team. There is lots more going on in this ecosystem than making money. But just when you're talking about why are there so many liquidity pools, so many new tokens <laughs> popping up all the day, what's the point of trading? And it's like, yeah, it's it, and it goes back to something Jacob asked earlier, too, is like, why would I stake Kajira at 4% APY when I could do a liquidity pool for 80? And it's it's the exact same combo, really. Right. It's like, well, there might be someone who just wants to make money in the short term here and now. And there might be someone who wants to invest in something they believe in for a long term payoff whether that's financial or even just being a part of something they believe in. Yeah, what I find interesting about Kajira is like, they're not paying you tokens. They don't want to give you their tokens. You're going to buy them. Yeah, that's that's another angle people don't talk about. Just like how it's cool, there's no emissions, like it's actual revenue being paid, but it also has a unique effect on the tokenomics. For yeah, sure. because, because like it's 
if people, if that APR jumps up one day, like you're going to see a lot of people try and get their hands on that token. It's going to be interesting. What I don't think a lot of people kind of realize about crypto is there's this weird thing where pretty much all coins, I mean, aside from like Neta and a few other examples, but like Bitcoin included, have these things coming into existence. Um, and while they are going to a person who has, who has to decide to sell them, it is like a little bit different than some other financial instruments that are traded or in this case like Kuji, where if everybody who holds Kuji, or not, if 99% of people who hold Kuji just decided that they didn't want to give it up, um, that that creates a, a crazy squeeze on price. Yeah. Yeah. Supply shock. Where yeah, whereas for pretty much everything else in crypto, someone someone could have that this number of tokens. I want to keep this number of tokens, but I'm earning new ones every day and I can sell those. Yeah, when the market picks up, I see because because you're I I love the narrative they're pushing of grown up DeFi because it yeah. really it really does feel like like um like it feels like you're actually investing. It doesn't like like I don't know. You're not shit-swapping. Yeah, like, it doesn't feel like you're getting fucked somehow. Yeah, it feels like somehow the other pancake swap. (laughs) Yeah, like the polar opposite of pancake swap. Yeah. So, all right. Let's talk about my favorite project. Who's been been buying Hex lately? (laughs) (laughs) Stop. Stop. I took a look at its chart today, actually. (laughs) It's Dude, uh, my buddy rode that thing up, and I was he was he so sell? no man. I was like, he was locked in, wasn't he? Yeah, he's like he's like I can I could take the fee to unlock, but I really believe in Richard. I'm like, dude, don't you have to lock for like Richard is years the or single something? most like flawed part of the project. <laughs> like the project is almost interesting in how it works. He is the biggest problem for well, any sane person. Who just look at him and think about who that targets. Look yeah, at the things yeah. he buys. But he's got on a vest of Louis. Like, get a grip, guy. How insecure are you? The only thing is, I, I, I have this weird, weird suspicion that he's actually a fucking super based Chad that is doing it all ironically. Yeah, I, I kind of had that for a little bit too, because like someone, like someone that's really smart, like kind of likes him, but like doesn't buy hack like Richard. And I was like, <laughs> fuck. Oh, like you might be up to something because like he could stick it to everyone that like was like oh you're a fucking chad and then like every like idiot that's like oh we're going to the moon he like he's like yeah i told you <laughs> and then i was like you see what i did like fuck you for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about and wants a laugh just google richard hart hex and just watch okay. anything from him it's, it's scary. Well, he, it's scary he does he does rage marketing i mean like he's trying to get you all spiced up and annoyed so that like it just gets him more you know views and stuff yeah. Yeah, but he's attention. created like I, I literally feel like i mean okay I'm, full disclosure um yes i bought Hex and yes i locked it up and then yes i it was so worth it um it worked it was fantastic and I loved it, but I mean, I don't trust Richard and I was just kind of, you know, it was disposable income, you know? So, um, I did it and it was worth it. Like I bought it at like four cents. And then when it was at its peak at like 52 cents, I think it made it to, um, that was nice. But, um, I think that he can't be trusted. And I think that, um, I don't know why, but I think that this is going to work. 
in a weird way, just a certificate of deposit thing he's trying to like push through and says that it's a certificate of deposit on the blockchain. And I don't know. I think that because it's so simple, I feel like it is going to work. I don't know. Well, like anything could work in crypto. It's just a matter of like, are you going to like, like a lot of people that follow him are like very low level thinkers. Like they don't really think too much. They just kind of like do. And like that, like if, it's if prices are good, if prices are like, they're get they're getting confirmation bias half the time, and they're just gonna keep going. I mean, like if, if if he can if he can stretch it long enough to like actually get some like real people doing things with him, if he, if he hasn't already, um, like it, like it could work. I'm not betting on it. Did, uh, did I haven't tried full sex. I haven't. Did it ever launch? Is that a thing? I mean, what, I, 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 don't I saw my tokens on um, the PulseX testnet and stuff, but I mean, I never, I kind of, at that point, I didn't, I don't have enough time, time in other spaces to like be watching Hex because it's just, it's just Richard Hart. You just, that's like going to the, to the lottery machine, you know, to the, like, not the machine that when you go gambling. And you put a couple the slot machine in, and you put a well, couple, machine, couple yeah. quarters in there. Yeah, obviously I'm not gonna gamble like I only gamble on you know on Web three, but like you hit the slot machine. That's like what hex is. I feel like you're like oh well, you know I'm just gonna go throw this hundred dollars. Hopefully I'll see it you know in a couple years. You know this the speculation train. <sighs> yeah, and there's a lot of things like that. And I mean, as long as people are self of what they're doing like it sounds you are just a little bit here and there like then that's fine and it is going to work out for people a lot of the time be bad quench that FOMO, you know you just are you locked bit. in are you locked in or can you get out okay so i don't suggest if like if, if you really want to do the hex I, this is not financial advice but i definitely don't suggest you un unstaking your um when you stake it unstaking it before the um end date because you lose all of your rewards like you everything if you say okay i'm gonna put put this you know thousand dollars in here of hex or we know a thousand you know dollars worth of hex in here and then i'm gonna lock it up for two years because i really don't care if it goes to zero or if i can get it and the price is gonna go up and down you just have to be okay with that you can set you can set the length yes, yeah you, you get paid more the longer you lock it up for yeah but okay. here's yeah, so the problem like, i'm seeing Everyone that's in Hex is just fucking waiting for that date to unlock. Like, true. Clutching their fists, like waiting, like counting down the minutes. I, 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 I hate waiting fourteen days to get out of a liquidity pool. Like I'm, like Juno Swap switched to seven days, and I'm like, someone oh, please revive. The difference though, like but here's what it is. Do you know how Osmosis has three different APR levels depending on how long you want to lock it up? Imagine yeah. if that filled to infinity. Sorry, say it again. Yeah. I'm Imagine if that just kept scaling. Yeah. So instead of 14 days being the max, you can go all the way out to yeah. yeah. 3,000 days. And in return, yeah, I didn't even way think more about that. Oh, fuck. Listen, Dave, I want to double check real quick. Am I right that like your APR actual raw percentage is higher the longer you lock it up for, right? Yes. The longer you lock it yeah. up for, you get, um, you get, well, I don't want to get you guys confused with all the stuff, but you get this other thing, this other token, and it's, it kind of accrues 
it's like a, it's a share, it's a T share, and, and that okay. includes on how long, and that is what shows how long you're going to, what you're going to be paid at the end. So the, it, it has to do with time and how much the, you know, at that time, um, it was worth 5,000 hex, you know, and that is what it's kind of, this is, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's this it programmable, crazy. programmable money stuff is crazy. You guys are all crazy. Stop doing this. Go back to just stop. Everyone stop. Go back to your regular jobs. Yeah, everybody go back to the traditional markets where everything's simple to understand, like options and but I, I think well, everyone, yeah, everyone skipped over like normal investment. Like, fuck, I, there's eight ten APR right here. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was degening real bad in the Polygon when 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 they had those pools and they had the Rug Doctor IO, and you can have a calendar up and and get into these degen farms <laughs> with like twenty trillion percent, you know. Yeah, did anybody? Oh, I totally did that. Did, I, did anybody... I, 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 I did yeah. that so hard. I actually figured out how to get a bot and I was like, I was botting those, those yield farm launches and just sitting there like geeking over my computer, like grabbing it, trading it, dumping and getting more when it dumped. And I mean, it was addicting. No, no, no. I know, but they only last two weeks each farm. Like, like oh yeah, I mean, time. it's yeah, like you have to get out. And that Titan farm, I had gotten in that Titan farm, the the same one that um, Mark Cuban. Um, yeah, I, I killed into. In that. I killed that, but you have to be there in the first two weeks. But anyway, this is really Dgen stuff. Yeah, no, I mean Taiki Meta. I, I was sitting at his, you know, yeah. Dgen farmer uh, discard. That was like early days for me, and I would sit um, there, and they would tell tell you, you know, this is gonna work. You go in and. You either get rugged or you, you know, you snipe, a, you use a snipe bot and you get a bunch of tokens at launch and you turn 50 bucks into 300. And then, you know, at the end of the night, trading up and down, if you have 51 bucks, you feel good. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah, it's I like Tommy. He's, he's pretty smart. He's really good. Try to change the conversation on us. Um, but <laughs> there is something that I'm incredibly worried about. Um, in proof of stake systems, especially for Cosmos, um, and as someone that's not incredibly, um, I go to the University of Oregon. I'm a student, um, but I do enjoy being a part of these systems. Uh, democracies and liquid democracies in Cosmos are something that I find very interesting. Like as such, um, my worry is that the voices that other people like me um, that don't have a lot of money will eventually be dissipated out of the systems that they wanted to be represented in. Um, I've tried to think of numerous ways to get past this idea of financialization. Uh, and I was wondering what your guys' thoughts on were how we could help better represent um, smaller community members in overarching governance processes. So are you kind of referring to the theory that truly free range markets and democracies naturally tend towards like oligarchies sort of thing? Uh, I would hesitate to say they naturally tend towards them, but there is definitely an argument to be made that network effects, you know, beget stronger network effects. Um, so I, I my think sort like, of argument would be that, you know, you see 50% of in the United States of America, at least, the top 50% of people, uh, or 50% of people own 99% of the wealth. And if this is, 
this is something that's true, um, you know, what's to say that, you know, these 50% of people don't come and buy up the stake uh, in the networks and have their voices overrule the majority of the population? I think that's a real danger and like realistic possibility. Um, Cause from what I've seen in, in my learnings on these things, um, kind of in contrary to the way like the macro systems of the universe works where everything trends towards entropy. Um, as soon as you bring in an intelligent force like humans that have some level of organization, truly free and like uninhibited systems on a micro level, like the, our financial system, let's say, or the DeFi financial system, tend to trend towards efficiency. And unfortunately, it, efficiency is m- more so found wealth is controlled by fewer. Now, that's not to be confused with um, any, any positive term. I don't mean efficiency in a positive term, but like as a raw metric of, you know, the top uh, 1% hold 99% of the wealth. It, 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 things tend to trend towards that because of snowball effects and how someone with more money is able to deploy their money more efficiently and use it more efficiently and get more money. And there's sort of lots of little systems that are nuanced that reinforce this. But like systems on a small scale that humans are a part of tend to trend towards efficiency and in free markets and and any kind of like financial system so far prior to blockchain this is one of the things i hope it would disrupt and we'll see if it will um things that that efficiency is found in concentrated wealth i think that's super interesting i thought about the same thing uh numerous times i think there's probably a difference between efficiency and efficiency um yes definitely so like let's just take a really far off example um napoleon and his core system where he basically took the army and split it up into a bunch of individual armies distributing power um resulted in a more effective army and conquering more uh and what would be assumed as a more efficient system where the leadership position dictated the movements of all army of all soldiers below it um so in a certain way decentralization also allows uh greater efficacy so i think it would be interesting to see the difference between those two in our system and maybe that's what is fighting for um the governance attention um and how efficiency, like you were saying, tends towards these central authorities. But now there's a certain level of decentralization that can also make it efficient and efficient. Yep. That was really well put, I think. Yeah. And that's, it remains to be seen, but that is one of the things I hope blockchain as a whole is able to disrupt. Um, well, and also, like, it's funny saying blockchains because I'm uh, for anyone out there face palming little. I'm well aware that blockchains have been around long since before di- Bitcoin. Um, I definitely mean decentralized blockchains. Yeah, they're, they're disruptive and might change that, but it 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 remains to be seen. I 
because like you're you're so right efficacy and efficiency are, are very different that's kind of what i meant where i was don't conflate the two um i don't know i don't know does anyone else have thoughts nonetheless i appreciate you guys listening to me talk for a bit and giving me the opportunity to come and speak so thank you dude absolutely yeah you guys are using big words again and that that kind of makes makes it hard for me to follow Hmm. Okay. Um, what, bananas uh, want to fly. <laughs> Making an analogy. Well, few few gorillas controlling many bananas helps few gorillas get more bananas. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I understand what you're talking about now. You're talking yeah, about uh, uh, um, the the strength and numbers type things with the strong the strongest. The strongest apes get the most bananas. Exactly. And how does an ape get strong? You team up with stronger apes. No, by eating bananas. By eating bananas. And the more bananas you <laughs> eat, the stronger you get. <laughs> uh, I love it. Good. Hey, hey guys. This, um, this has been an amazing space. Yeah, good. this has been fun. I, I definitely missed the guestless ones. Um, I think I'm going to have to shut it down here soonish, just because it's been going two hours for me. But I'm not in any rush. If anything, if anyone has anything else they wanted to maybe touch on or ask about or even just bring up because they think it's cool, by all means. Um, I got something else. Do it. Let's hear it. So I was um kind of going through the news and I saw that uh, Pantera Capital raised like a whole bunch of money. For their for their start for their I think I starts with S I don't remember and then say network no 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 it, uh, I just closed down my computer but because I was reading uh, earlier but anyways whatever they rose they raised three thirteen million dollars and then the next day the chief operating officer he or the same day he quit and he's only working there for two months. At Pantera, on top of it, that he's um, a 13 year from JP Morgan, uh, from Chase Bank. And I just thought it was interesting how that kind of just all happened at the same time. Hmm. Has anybody heard anything about this? I just looked it up and I wasn't aware. So, Sheba, is that, is that what you were thinking of? No, um, I'm not thinking of she, but hold on. I just turned on my computer. I'll, uh, okay. Cause I see the news today about the COO leaving. Yeah, no, um, it's on it's, if you pull it up, it's right. It's hold on. But what happened yesterday? The only oh, other okay. news about Pantera, Pantera I can find. Is- um, oh, so, there, so Pantera leads a $13 million round for creator owned live streaming platform stacked. And within like, the next day or the same day, I don't know if this was the same day, their CEO leaves after just two uh, two months with the firm, and he's a J.P. Morgan. Uh... Whoa, what the hell is stacked? Yeah, exactly. Theta already has this totally cornered. They're like a running project. They've been around for a while. They have actual streamers. I've never heard of this. I had any thoughts or had been reading on, you know, why you know seems a little suspicious yeah right let's put our tinfoil hats on you know and do some speculating well perhaps that i mean the the first probably 
too obvious answer would be that that COO had some some stake in Stacked, and as soon as they got that investment, his job there was done and he's out. But I don't think that seems likely. But who knows? I think he was a spy. Okay, I'm done I'm speculating. <laughs> Oh, you had now. Yeah, but it was delightful talking to you guys. I didn't guys, I didn't know if you guys had heard about that and had any like thoughts on it. No, but definitely interesting. I'm going to look into that now. Cool, 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 cool. All right. Bye, guys. Good night. See you. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm real curious just because that popped up. Anyone up here? Have you guys ever used Theta or tried Theta? It's the web three like Twitch. I haven't tried it, but I know what it is. Yeah, it's it's literally just like the web three Twitch. I mean, it's it, it works, which is good. Um, but yeah, it's token at a crazy run up. Made some money on it. Yo, is this is this the yield most? Like, yeah, you have to be using a Kepler wallet. I'm guessing. To use yield most, like for uh, Evmos. Uh, Evmos is earn most. Yeah, but or, yeah, I think you have to use Kepler. I don't work with MetaMask. Oh, oh yes, yeah, gotcha. I, I forgot. But yeah. yeah, so I'm gonna have to. I'm not unstaking right now. It just seems more useful to just auto compound. Just leave it, leave it, just leave it, leave it, MetaMask, and you can auto compound with. There's a couple other auto compounders. Has so, anyone ever played around with the Crystal Finance auto compounder on uh, Kronos? No, I've not. No. Sometimes when when new pools pop up on the various dexes on Chronos, the uh, APY that Crystal will read will be like two point four million percent or something like that, because <laughs> it just bases it off compounding like every block. I think. Hey Timmy, I don't think it. Our space won't be complete in, in, unless we talk about uh, Cardano for a couple minutes. <laughs> What's been going on with Cardano? I do not keep up. They've got an upgrade coming up, like um, yeah, chain upgrade. It's it's named after some weird scientist, you know, math mathematician. Is this the upgrade that will let Charles finally beat the challenge at the heart attack grill? Something like that. um, Hold, wait a second. I'll I just saw a tweet about it. I'll I'll look it up. Hold on a second. Yeah. Be right back. Carry on. I don't know what to think about Cardano. I'm pretty conflicted. Yeah, I, I'm torn on it too because I like Charles. Really? I was just yeah. about to say I would uh, like Cardano a whole lot more if anyone other than Charles was at the head of it. Really? What do you like? Yeah. Well, maybe I just shouldn't believe the the hype, but it seems like every one of his coworkers ever has had nothing but bad things to say about. Him. Really. Yeah, like all the Ethereum people, like Vitalik included, were just like, "Yeah, fuck that guy." <laughs> yeah, did you know? And 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 you know, this is—I don't know if it's true, but <laughs> that's what I've read. That's what I've seen. That's what I've—I uh, haven't seen it like on Vitalik's Twitter by him. So I do take it with a grain of salt. But yeah. um, I've heard just from a lot of people that know him personally, he's kind of just pretty scummy and like self self absorbed. Yeah, you see, like uh, you can kind of tell he's kind of caught up in hype a little bit <laughs> he's he definitely sometimes was not a popular kid in school and he's oh, enjoying yeah, his yeah. now 
Yeah, he's, he's his time to shine now. Please. But um, wait, I'm curious. Did my joke even like some of the things I hate most is just how he'll just post like the most unprofessional things at all, like him in the hospital scrubs giving two thumbs up in front of a gigantic <laughs> burger at the heart attack grill, and it's like, I, I mean, do what you want for for sure, but I don't know, well, maybe I'm not when sure. you're millions of people's life savings in your hand <laughs> yeah like even he, yeah when he was posting it like djing too i was like well what is this guy doing yeah. i mean once again timmy it goes to the argument of having a you know a central main um figure person it's like they're they, Which got, is they yeah. have a following they have a very large following people need someone to rally behind um, yes. And in fact, I think that like Satoshi picking a pseudonym name like that instead of being entirely synonymous or even if it was a group uh, instead giving it a singular name, I think that actually has helped a lot more than people would give it credit for. Yeah, like it's not the equivalent to something like Sam or Charles, but it is it is something. And it, well, it also it kind of gives people like like they kind of like it's really cool to think about like like. How does it even happen? Because there are people that know who he is. Like there has to be. Right. Yeah. Yep. So it's I, I find it really interesting. It surely like I was also hearing like a debate about um like if is if we do figure out who it is, it might be a problem for Bitcoin. Not not necessarily because who it is, but just because like it, it's become a part of Bitcoin's identity. Well, yeah, that, and the original the original wallet still has how many Bitcoin still locked on it? Like it's there's a significant amount of Bitcoin locked in that founder yeah. wallet. And I mean, I is it one million? Four percent of the supply. I lean, I lean like six percent towards believing. I have no idea who it is. Maybe. 40% towards thinking it was the NSA. They're my, they're my most likely Stop person I can conspiracy point to. Stuff. Let's go back to Cardano. Stay 1996 NSA released a paper, How to Make a Mint, the Cryptography of Anonymous Electronic Cash. Just saying. Yeah. So aside from that, though, or another weird random fact, so the support COVID amount of the world uh, gold supply that the United States controls is 4%. The oh, amount of it is 4%. If, uh, if Bitcoin ends up working and being the greatest thing ever, America is no worse or better off because they already have 4% of the entire supply. Boom. And yeah. honestly, one of the, if let's just go down this rabbit hole and pretend, pretend that, that that's it. It's not even a supplement, it's a replacement because as soon as we start mining asteroids, guess what? That 4% number changes. Because gold is infinite in the universe. Like, it, yeah, like, it, it really is, is not a scarce. Asteroid. It's a little expensive to get it from the flying rocks. Okay. You don't believe in our Lord and Savior Elon? Back on topic, <laughs> Timmy. The Cardano Foundation has. Yeah. Wait a second. Hold on. I got it right here. Cardano community has 1.3 million Twitter followers. How many of those are bots? It got to be at least 
55% of those are not human beings. They're not human beings following that many. Oh, I'd say um, 90%. Okay. Yeah. Well, you could, you could like, honestly, if you really want to take time. Human I just recently found out too, actually. Um, the people at Twitter are incentivized to keep bots on the platform. Yep. Which is very depressing to hear. This was part of Elon's whole problem with it. When Help, people wait a purely... second. Help me understand why why keep the bots. Well, makes their numbers look way like, better. Yeah, it makes the numbers look way better. And they also get bonuses for like user retention. They're basically <laughs> so wash you... trading with bots. Well, yeah. Oh, my really, goodness. They've literally been given an incentive to like not like care about the problem. Yeah. And I'm actually looking at um, the Cardano commu- community right now, and I've found already like seven accounts that have zero tweets. This is fucked. yeah. No, it's uh, I don't want to. I have, as I've kind of built out this Twitter account and gotten involved with a lot of things. Um, you would be surprised how many projects uh, pay for bots. I fucking hate bots. Like, they follow me. I'm like, get out of here. Like, block, report, fuck off. You actually look at every person that follows you? That's crazy. Well, no, you get a notification when someone follows you. And then you can just oh, I never, message. I don't, I don't look at any notifications or check any messages. So. <laughs> like, well, like every time you hop on Twitter, you tell me you can't look at the bell with notifications on it. No, I so don't exactly. actually look at that at all. Like I, I just check like the people You're who message me, and then that's it. You're I look at TweetDeck. I look at TweetDeck. Because I don't even. If, if one day like someone's like, "Oh, all your followers are bots," like, no bitch, I've blocked all of them. <laughs> <laughs> You can you can actually with confidence be like yeah <laughs> no <laughs> I've, well, I've been hustling my ass off to block like seven bots a day. Well, since I moderate some chats, I like I'm a little bit more malicious. Like you know the bot people that will actually like are hired in poor countries to like talk to you. Actually, I will like fuck with those people for hours. Yeah, I I sent a fake speed phrase to one guy. Like, dude, I got him so excited. Like I was like I acted like an I acted like an idiot, and like oh I yeah, that's him, what I do. I send him my seed phrase, and the first the first like couple words were actually real, and like at the end I was like like I, I just like said some bullshit like fuck off. And then the twenty five word he, one that it, yeah, just like a bunch of random words. Charles Hoskin actually posted something like that the other day. I think that's so funny. I I love seeing people waste scammers time. Yeah. yeah, they don't even message me anymore because at the end I'll send them some mentally scarring images and other stuff. I'll, like, get, really, <laughs> I'll get really in their head and shit. Grits. You know what's funny? One thing Grits. I've learned. One thing take I've learned. It, take uh, it easy on the people, Grits. No, it's great because they don't. They actually stop messaging you like after yeah, a while. Like, I literally haven't like, had a this guy is totally in, like, bizarre. Months. Like he's so this guy's so crazy. He's messing with my head. I feel no, like if everybody thing, did it, they wouldn't message anybody anymore. One thing that I've learned from like YouTube channels that do this as their full time thing, like Kit Boga, where they just mess with scammers and like uh, Jim Browning and such, is that all of these scam people they they are in touch with each other. They have massive like hundred thousand people plus Telegram groups where they report people. Oh, yeah. 
try to counter scam like, that. I'm, I'm on their blacklist or something. Yeah, <laughs> you are. That's dude, literally. They haven't, yeah. dude. I, I'm literally been moderating Comdex chat and not even. I haven't gotten a message in two months. And like people come in the chat, like, "Oh, this scammer is trying to message me." I'm like, "This is so weird. I haven't. I'm not getting anybody. I use like I'm almost miss it." <laughs> Somebody higher up is like, "Do not waste yeah. time with him." Go to other people. <laughs> yeah, because people like because they see the question some people ask and they're like, "Oh, this guy doesn't really know what he's doing." Yeah. Sometimes if you just say a word, they used to, but not even like even if I say like made a mask or anything like. In, yeah, like well, yeah. I find it it happens a lot. Um, if you comment on a, a popular account, like if someone tweets and you comment, like the bots will be like, "Oh, DM me right." In away. Twitter, they swarm blue. Like this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Twitter's kind of a mess. Yeah, it, it, I, I found it so funny when, like, there's a lot of reasons to, to hate on Elon, but him backing out of the Twitter deal because of the bot problem, like, I was guys, that's not, that's a real thing. Yeah. It, there's some concern there, and I'm sure hey, he's getting the nitty-gritty of it. If you're going to yeah. spend $44 billion, don't you want to yeah. know what you're buying? Yeah. Uh, I would say so. Yeah, and he, if he, he could walk away from the deal, yeah, he's going to have to hire some attorneys to, you know, but, get get out of the deal. But like, penalty, he, probably. He, wait, yeah. I just had a thought though. So, if Twitter as it is now benefits and is incentivized to allow these bots, why would Elon want them to? He's going to be the owner. No, 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 because he doesn't really care about shit like that. No, he wants to know how many active users well, there a, are. He's, a, it's, he's it's an actual inflated. user. Yeah. Like any, so, anytime he comments, he gets squirmed also. So the question is, is if he walks away now, he, he, could he come back two years later and, and buy it for 30 billion instead of 44? I mean, you're saving 14 billion. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I my pay grade to speculate on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really think about amounts that small. It's not worth my time. $14 billion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's just like a drop in the bucket, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, that marks two and a half hours. I need to make some food. <laughs> I think we'll wrap her down for tonight. Um, next week, I'm going to be having a space with Raw. Uh, the Juno, oh, really? like Raw Dow. Yep. I, I didn't I even that. know they had a team to talk to. I've been yeah. liking Raw uh, for a while. I actually met one of the team members in person recently, so that was super interesting. Let's fucking go. Oh. Um, and also, I have a specific date on this one. The raw space will be a week from now, so like 8 o'clock on Wednesday, and then uh, at some other point next week, we will be touching base with Kujira again and having them on and uh, going Very cool. Get the pre-planned space going so I can remind myself. Hey, yeah. I think, I, think well, I've, I'm, I run a calendar, like yeah. a huge calendar. With yeah, all that information Cosmos. Yeah, shoot that to Jans. And and Haas is doing a space tomorrow talking about uh, validator decentralization. Oh, doesn't he have a guest on or something? I saw that. Who? It looked interesting. It's 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 tomorrow. I think it, he just threw it up, so I can impromptu. But I think it's tomorrow at like noon or something. Like check out Haas's space. But also, everyone, try to remember validate out of the top ten. Keep the keep the the chains decentralized and um yeah it's been good it's been good 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 conversation absolutely
All right, guys. Uh, I'm going to spin this one down. Um, the account's not in here right now, but make sure to follow Cosmos Spaces to kind of stay on MySpaces and the Hosses and everyone else in the Cosmos. Um, DM Grits here if you're interested in the link to the calendar um, that he maintains. That's a very helpful tool. And other than that, yeah, just delegate out of the top 10. Mayor, I think I'm going to start closing with that. I think that's a good, just like friendly reminder all the time. Uh, <laughs> Delegate out of the top 10. Enjoy your nights. Um, make sure to take a little bit of break from crypto and crypto Twitter, especially. And yeah, I love you all. Have a beautiful night. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Cosmos Spaces Cosmonaut Bootcamp, hosted by Tendermint Timmy, recorded on Wednesday, August 31st, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way Resuscitating major players in the waiting room Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom Slayed a few in my early years, often in the shroom Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news To let us know what we should believe as the latest truth Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role Sorting through support from your endorsements Of course we're tripping balls, handing reports in the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the lash, letting rhythm scratch Over shit, spitting facts with my vision smash Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastised into digging holes in the back nine the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of peck of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two